Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Son of a gun. Matt Hayes. His balls are different in person. Mia O'Brien. I don't know what they're doing. And Leon Searcy. Bringing you love, peace, and soul. Welcome to a Wednesday. Welcome to a little bit of rain, bringing some cold in. Christmas, 20 degrees. You ready for it? Well, we've got all sorts of things to get into. It's Christmas in a lot of ways for you recruitniks out there. And for some, you're getting cold in your stocking. For some, the Grinch has come into Whoville and taken over. Others? Oh, yeah. Santa, Santa, Santa. You're all sorts of happy. So we'll be looking at the recruiting throughout our show today. Jaguars today. Uh, you know, they told a great story earlier with Donovan Darius as he was talking about his recruitment. And we'll get Big Surge to tell us about his as well. Uh, but a lot has changed with the NIL world and with the transfer portal world. That's for sure. So welcome in Wednesday brought to you by the Golf Club of Southampton. A little bit of a rainy day today, but I tell you what, uh, I heard from the boys, they've got a, a nice little uh, putting event going on tonight with ugly sweaters. Oh, okay? I love that. Ugly sweaters. Nice. I was thinking about asking all of us, actually, Mia, you're heading off to New York, but do you, do you all own ugly sweaters? Uh, Maddie, I'm looking straight at you. Okay, do you have um, an ugly sweater? Wow. Why would he assume that? No. Yeah. Every time I see you, you're fresh. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I have no idea. I, I don't have it. I mean, I, I have a sweater that someone might think is ugly right. because it's kind of hip, but That's not what, because it's like intentionally ugly. I just want to know if it's like pushed to the to the side of the closet and you haven't worn it in years. No. No? Okay. So It's one of those said, Robert Graham funky flowery things Okay. that some might think is, you know, all right. Okay. Off. Sounds like what I have on right now. Yeah, you're but it's intentionally it. off. Right. That's. But right. you're styling right That's there. That's funky right there. I like that. Is oh, that like some paisley action? I, I got on everything. I got yeah. all kinds of colors on paisley flowers. No, that's everything. a sharp shirt. That's the birthday. Right that's yeah, the birthday shirt. It's the birthday shirt. It looks yeah, like a birthday shirt. Give it a, is. It is the birthday shirt. Give a, I figured, you know, I would just go ahead and dress for when the uh, my cigar buddies come and scoop me a little later. I ain't feel like going home. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. The big fella's 53 years old. Uh huh. Yeah. You look great, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Plus, I love that little picture you tweet out of. of Little little Sirs? How old? Eight-year-old Sirs? Uh, Do you you think that's eight-year-old Sirs? Yeah. That's five-year-old Sirs. (laughs) Five-year-old Sirs? Are you serious? (laughs) I was five. Oh, I was five, bro. I was a grown man, grown ass man at five. God yeah, bless your mother. Oh my god, yeah, that's beautiful. Listen, yeah, mom you had saw to, the fro. You did tolerate. see the fro? I so did you, see. The, you know what I was trying to do when I saw the fro? Yeah. I put my fingers around the fro to see you hit your head, and I said, "That is sir. Yeah. Yes, definitely, that's sir. That's a big grocery bill if you're yeah. that big at five. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Noah, I, I do have the ugly sweater. Uh, yeah. I, so traditionally. As as those those who follow me know, mm-hmm. uh, I do have an elf costume yeah. that I am, oh. that I am prone to wear a time or two during this holiday season. We may or may not have a fifth edition of the Jaguars Naughty or Nice list debuting on mm-hmm. the 1010XL channels tomorrow morning, uh-huh. so you're gonna want to keep an eye out for that. But actually, Halloween this past year, walking to Walmart to go find my Halloween costume, the first thing I see, ugly Christmas sweater overalls. Oh yeah, oh. and I, and they're ten dollars. I sent a picture to a bunch of my friends jokingly 
and said, should I buy this? Yeah. Every single person <clears throat> said yes. So th- this is me at a, at a party last okay. week with, uh, with the overalls, which are indeed oh, yeah. packed and ready to go to New York this yeah, afternoon. that's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. So it changes, like that. changes it up from the elf costume yeah. a little bit. Instead of just going for the straight sweater. So we may yeah. have to see. Wait if a minute, can... are those kittens? Yes, there? those are indeed kittens, Leon. So, uh, They're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the softer side They're of surgery. They're those galactic kittens, uh, like you see in the memes. Mm. All right, now let's get to the softer side of you, Leon, real quick, because we we got to talk recruiting. Uh, mm. We've already thrown barbs back and forth in our show thread. Uh, it's what it's really all about. Yeah, exactly. Rivalry. You I mean, guys are scared to play us, so this is the only chance we get to beat you. Yeah. And, and so, it's on the recruiting honestly, trail. It's, it's really all I, – I know you can go with that narrative, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Good one, JJ. I like that. We will, we will be looking at all the recruiting rankings, but let's just begin, since it's the sweet source, uh, Franco Harris. That oh. came as a shock yeah. this morning, man. 72 years Yeah, w- it was sad, you know. Um, as a former Steeler. As a former Steeler, you know, uh, I had the opportunity on, a, on many occasions to uh, see Franco Harris uh, in training camp uh, at the facilities at Rod Woodson's uh, restaurant. He's always come across as someone that's genuine, mm-hmm. soft-spoken, humble, um, you know, I was in awe. I mean, every time I was around him, I didn't speak. I just listened. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was Mark. in the pre- I was in the presence of greatness. So I, I didn't run my mouth. I just sat back and like, wow, this is freaking Franco Harris. Yeah, you know, a legend. You know, a legend in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then my silly behind, not knowing any better, when I was playing at Miami, uh, doing a national championship game, I remember my my mom telling me after the championship game, she was like. Um, you know, Frank O'Harris sat next to you know me and your dad for the game, and I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, okay, it was a lot of celebrities at the game, with right, right. not knowing that he was there scouting me for the game. He was he was scouting me for the Steelers for yeah. that game, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, man, I, it's sad. I mean, it's even it's even sadder because about two years ago, you know, my teammate Kevin Green passed away mm-hmm. on my birthday. You know, so right, and Franco, right. yeah, two years That's ago right. Kevin Green wow. passed away on my birthday, so. Uh, I'm sad for Steeler Nation. All, some of my former teammates with the Steelers already reached out to me and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, my heart is heavy right now because I, I knew the man and he was a great man. Yeah, Plus, yeah. they were three days away from the uh, anniversary yeah, the of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. yeah. A 50-year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And they were going to be doing yeah. a whole ceremony reportedly at the Steelers game for yeah. him mm-hmm. to the point that Brooke Pryor of ESPN was literally with Franco last night. Yeah, which is just – it's chilling when she said it. And yeah. you could tell she was moved by it. They showed pictures uh, of recent vintage. He looked healthy. I mean, that's the, that was the crazy part about Mike Leach, yeah. you know, a week and a half ago, yeah. because he literally was at a media party, at a booster party. But then also it came out that Leach had had that walk-in pneumonia the entire right. season, which is just crazy. But anyway, the fact that Franco appeared to be pretty pretty healthy, and then they said they were going to reenact the Immaculate Reception at the exact time it took place in everything. I mean, it was going to be I – mean, that's, wow. that's, that's Steeler – yeah. Legend and lore. It's NFL lore, really. It, yeah, it is. Absolutely. And it's so funny because there were a few guys that popped on uh, when the news came out this morning. Mike Greenberg, I'm watching, and it was Berman and Palantonio, and some of these guys came on. And it was either Sal or one of them that said, It's not crazy to say that that moment lifted the NFL from a television product oh, in yeah. such a way, mm-hmm. in such a way that it just launched the NFL. And then he even said, you know what, you could say that in 1979 ESPN cranked up 
because of that type of moment that yeah. they wanted to have and capture. Well, that was, if, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first of the of of their. Wasn't that the first of their like four straight? Yeah, it was seventy. Is it seventy? Uh, it's the fiftieth anniversary. It would be seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. 72. Yeah, so no, 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 no. Because it was Dolphins. And anyway, they won seventy-four, yeah, Dolphins seventy-five, won 72. seventy-two. So it was seventy-two. Yeah, they won. They won seventy-four, seventy-five. Yeah, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. Five, six, seven. yeah, yeah four yeah, in a yeah, six-year yeah, period. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah, four, six. Yeah, is how it went. Yeah, and, and that was the start of that play. Could easily be said as not only the start of the Steelers, which, which by the way, the Steelers were a terrible franchise before that. Mm-hmm. They became the, the franchise of the NFL, the model franchise of the NFL. Yeah, and, and there's no question about it. With such short history and so few coaches, if you think about you know their existence, what they have been able to accomplish, and and they were basically considered you know just a failing franchise before they finally caught fire in the '70s. That's for sure. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you ready for an old friend alert, Mm -hmm. boys and gals? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for an old friend alert? Colts head coach Jeff Saturday, still feels weird to say that, Mm -hmm. has made the announcement that Nick Foles will start under center for Indianapolis on Monday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. Beyond being an old friend of the Jacksonville Jaguars, what makes this interesting, guys, is we we were down at the bank yesterday, myself and a bunch of other reporters, and we were trying to do the odds. Obviously, the focus for your Jacksonville Jaguars is winning the AFC South, winning Mm -hmm. out, hoping the Titans lose here or there to also, you know, ensure that you have a little bit of breathing room. But there is also an alternative reality where if the Chargers, the Patriots, and a couple other teams, including the Ravens, Mm Ravens and Chargers, the Jaguars have the head-to-head advantage over. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. If they lose out, then the Jags could also be in contention for a wild card spot as well. So oh, yeah. Not impossible. Wouldn't it be something if uh, Nick Foles came came back to help help the Jags? But yeah. also, you want him to lose, too, <laughs> yeah, because it's the AFC South race. I'm not rooting for the spotted giraffe. I'm not rooting for not the Colts at all. Uh, I, you know, I, and, and, heck, I like the fact that Jeff Saturday is at least making things interesting. Two of the three games, he's made things interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> they won one surprisingly. They were uh, yeah on on the the butt end of a, a historic comeback. Uh, but yeah, we'll find out whether or not. Now, just for Leon's birthday, is it is that why Justin uh, from yeah Wingstop is here? Oh is yeah, that, absolutely. I mean, I mean I, I it wouldn't be a birthday it. if I didn't surprise you guys. Oh my god! So my guy Justin, Justin brought in some uh, some chicken sandwiches for the for the, for the people. Very cool. Yeah, very yeah, cool. You know, the so best that, part that's about, a birthday surprise. The, the best part about this is thank you, Leon, for the surprise because this is so – and on his birthday, he's yeah. surprising us, which yeah. is too nice. He brings gifts all, every day. He does. Mm. He's, he brings the gift of joy to yeah. XL Primetime. But uh, our good friend Brent Hopkins in the sales department actually came up to me this morning and was like, did you know you guys are getting Wingstop today? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh. Wow, so you ruined it for so you ruined We it. did ruin Basically, it. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? Mountain Air, man. Mountain I, Air, man. I'm like, Leon but, didn't say anything to us. What are you talking about? Well, I was trying to make it a surprise. I should have uh, reached out to Brent. We love it. I should have reached out to him and let him know. I, I, I love that, though. Yeah. Say, listen, sometimes you you got to do the takeover. Yeah. You're in charge. It's your birthday. You can do what you want, Leon. Yeah, That's well, my vote. You know, if it wasn't for Justin, Justin's my man right there. Yeah, he is. There ain't yeah, no doubt I would about always that. appreciate and it. And Justin's yeah. also going to be bringing the wing stop tomorrow. I won't be here because I'll be up in New York already covering the Jags up there. But he's going to be bringing in the wing stop for the kickoff show and the rest of the 1010XL crew that's going to be here in the afternoon. That's, that's how he rolls. That's why he's got, what, 17, 45, 80 wing stop locations all over the First Coast. Yeah, he's, he's trying to get there. He's trying to get there to that number. All right, now I look back. 
and the immaculate reception was the against the Oakland Raiders, nineteen seventy two, and then they lost in the conference championship to the Miami Dolphins, who ultimately went on with that undefeated season. They went back in division play the next year at Oakland and lost that. Thank you, Big, and lost Appreciate to you, Oakland. Then they went in 1974, beat the Bills, beat the Raiders, and beat the Minnesota Vikings uh, for the Super Bowl. And that's when they started that Super Bowl run of uh, four titles over a six-year period. So, uh, yeah, if you think of, and, and we don't necessarily need to go down this, this road in a, in a big, big way, but you think of central figures in the National Football League's history, he, with that play, might be one of them. A singular moment that you will name before any other. Now, you can come up with some other ones. You can come up with the catch. You can come up with a few other ones. But that one is as Plus, big. He is Mr. Steeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you find that airport, mm-hmm. you know, there's a statue of Franco Harris. Oh, yeah. Not any yeah, other Steeler. Yeah. Not any other Steeler. It's Franco Harris. Yeah. He is Mr. Steeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. The most remarkable thing about playing for the Steelers is they, they, pl- they play, they encompass that city. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how that city was built is how the Steelers played. Hard-nosed football, yeah. tough, physical, hard hat, lunch pail, go to mm-hmm. work every day. Mm-hmm. And if you if you aren't about that life, mm-hmm. then the Steelers really could do without you, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. That's just the way they're built. They're built that way. Well, I think we've always, always recalled your story <laughs> and gravitated to how important it was when you said – just from 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 the guy who was washing the towels, folding the towels all the way to the there, top. There was structure. There was order. Yeah. I mean, th- there was a level of like, expectation of greatness from from the top office to the coaching staff to the guy who came and cleaned up the locker room and folded your towel. Yeah. And if you fell short of any of that, you weren't there. Yeah. And that's why you know we beg for vision and leadership, and we might be getting it now uh, <clears throat> from one uh, Douglas. Peterson, that's for sure. Alignment, right, Joe. That's what they call it now. Alignment. Yeah, and, and, mm. and true. I, mean, I like that. Okay, no, that's the buzzword. Alignment. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you like to see your spine aligned. Uh, same thing with the spine of a franchise. That's for sure. All right. Now we got to talk uh, recruiting. Let's at least catch people up with a few big things that have happened here on uh, the early signing period. Coverage of college football's early signing period on 1010XL is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Harold and Harold. Oh, there are body blows being landed today. Um, you want to start with the headliner? Well, or do we, we want to go? Do we well. want to go around the local ranks yeah. first? Yeah. You want to? You you want to? Biggest headline. You want to? Nasty cat. You want to yeah. go right for the jugular, yeah. don't you, Josie? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think. Well, let's. I almost want to like take our our nooners behind the curtain a little bit because uh-huh. you know, they are our family. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to yeah. take them behind the curtain of the XL primetime group chat this morning because we started bright and early. So we start with. The news out of Gainesville, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Lingard, Lingard, yeah. former five-star at Clemson, or at Miami, excuse mm-hmm. me. That's that's the other five-star yeah. failed project in Gainesville. You got um, Bowman and Bowman Lingard, and Lingard. So stars. Lingard is now headed to Akron. Then Matt, that's I send that and say how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, Matt Hayes, JT Daniels to Rice. Yeah. Then we move on to the false alarm. No signing day. For number two recruit in the class of 2023, Cormani McLean. Who was a Miami 
commitment. It was a Florida was commitment, a Florida, Florida commitment State, Miami. He took and then a visit to Alabama. Alabama last week. True. To which, uh, to which then I'm not jo- happy. With to which then Joe C <laughs> says, "Huh, the money tunnel from Lakeland to Gainesville has been restored." I love it. I, I had El Chapo down there digging his way back <laughs> to Lakeland. And, and then, then Prime stepped up. And baby. then Matt Hayes starts sending all the news that Deion Sanders is in contact with Cormani McClain. And now Cormani will not be signing today. They made him a cake and everything. Yeah. Yes, and that's JJ's favorite part of all this is meanwhile that signing day that the big alarm of, oh, no, now there's no signing day. They literally yeah. made him a cake that had Miami colors. Yeah. <laughs> for Leon's birthday, too. Yeah. And right. now Cormani McClain will not Bro, be signing today. Birthday, man. Yeah. And he may be he may be going to Colorado <laughs> to join you, Dion. You know what it mm. should be called? Because if we go back in time, a year ago, what happened? Dion and Travis Hunter. So we should basically call this Dion Day. Dion and must be stopped. Early sign, he must Dion be stopped. Day. He must every be stopped. Number one yeah. Every number one corner he's trying to flip. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. And, and of course, Travis has entered the transfer portal and you know. I'll tell you that. who's already flipped. Oregon's already flipped three five star guys today. Okay, so, so that's Dan Lanning, who left Athens Georgia, under DC, Kirby Smart. Yeah. So m- m- the reason I'm bringing that up is because he got a blueprint on how hungry you got to be on the recruiting. Well, crowd. he got a blueprint how to recruit. Is what he got? Well, well get yeah, the boys there. Yeah, but he he might have gotten he got the blueprint from Kirby for sure. <laughs> well, who got it from Nick? Right. Yeah. But, who complained and, about who complained about Jimbo? Who now this year, right? Magically is going to have a class that's probably as good as what Jimbo got last year. And you know how he's going to have it. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah, with money. And the other thing with Lanning the same is he goes damn up. damn thing he complained about last year. Oh, of course. Look, yeah, and we all knew it. He was trying to get the attention of his constituency, which is his uh, Bama boosters, pony up some cash. And for Lanning, he goes up to the land of the duck, and he says, hello, Phil Knight. Hello. By the way, he uh, might. He, there's rumors that he might get a fifth five-star to flip. And yeah. this is all after his Your offensive boy, coordinator quarterback, left. Rashada. Oh, yeah. Rashada, there is who has not. Signed yet. Son of a gun. Wait, wait, wait. Remind me again, Matt. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, Matt. That's called justice. Remind me again. Savages. I'm just telling you, that's the that's the crazy rumors going around social media Recruiting right now. Recruiting sucks, That is going to get done with it. <laughs> Matt, so wait, wait. Let, let's really pile on here. So, number one, remind me again, uh, offense coordinator for that Oregon team that has flipped several uh, five-stars Dil- today. Was he was Dillingham. Dillingham. He's gone, yeah. so he's, he's, flipping, he's flipping guys without an OC. Yeah. Oh, and, and then also remind me, if. Jaden Rashada was to flip to Oregon and stay on the West Coast. Uh, who would be in line to start at quarterback well, for the Florida Gators? He's still, yeah. I don't know, but he's still behind Bo Nix, too, which Leon yeah. still might have to do that cartwheel. Um, no, that's I mean, the next in line at Florida is Graham Mertz. Ooh. The Wisconsin transfer has, I mean. Graham Mertz. I don't, I don't even know where to begin here, actually, to be it's, honest with you. It's, let me just say this to oh, you, okay? You can begin with he's a re- crying he, emoji. He's, He's replaced one talented but high-maintenance quarterback who played very uneven throughout the year with another one. So Graham Mertz got to Wisconsin, the highest-ranked the highest ranked quarterback recruit Wisconsin, actually highest-ranked recruit Wisconsin's ever had. Mm-hmm. Gets there. His first two starts in his career, he throws seven touchdowns and no picks. Remember, it was a COVID season. Yeah. It's like Illinois and I think Michigan. They were seven touchdowns, no picks, all right? Since then. 31 touchdowns, 26 picks. This is also a guy who it's in terrible. He's he's played nine career games against ranked teams at, at Wisconsin. Five touchdowns, 12 picks. Florida, by the way, played six games against ranked teams this year. Mm-hmm. So you're going to a guy that not only failed in the Big Ten, but failed in the Big Ten West. Yeah. Not even the best division. Okay, so read the tea leaves here. All right, Grayson. This is McCall, my guess. If you get if Grayson you get, McCall was being 
thrown out there as a as a very likely possibility for Florida and Billy Napier to land the Coastal Carolina quarterback. Right. That ain't happened. Let me just say this, too, about, about Grayson McCall. There's a lot of nonsense going on in social media, which this is the bad part about social Well, everything's the bad part. It's sewer, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, like I always say, it's the best, worst thing ever. You know, there are people out there saying stuff about Grayson McCall, and I don't even want to repeat what it is about why he's not going to specific schools. They have no idea, but they're just repeating it. It's the echo chamber, you know? So this kid is getting dragged through the mud on social media for zero reason, no reason. Anyway, they, so I don't know. They still might even get him. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing right now at quarterback? I know this. The guy they got is not good. The, oh, guy, they got, the guy they got will not win games in the SEC, okay? Can I, no, matter, no matter what, no matter how they try and spin it, Graham Mertz will not win games in the SEC. If you look bad in a Wisconsin uniform playing quarterback, just imagine Yeah, I think the idea is you go with Rashada. Rashada's your guy. And if something happens and Rashada doesn't work out or he he struggles a little bit, then you stick him in there to let Rashada see the field a little bit from the sideline. But Mm -hmm. there's no way that guy's their starter. No way. Can I read this one courtesy of your colleague at Saturday Down South, Connor O'Gara? Are you ready? The great Connor O'Gara. The great Connor. Graham Mertz to Florida feels like when you go to the grocery store having not eaten anything all day, and instead of coming back with a giant steak for yourself, you panic and get a hungry man frozen dinner. <laughs> Honestly, that is a great description. I'm telling you right now, he is not their quarterback. If this is the way they go, they don't he is get a another Swanson Salisbury steak. Right and they now. don't get another portal guy. Okay, those were pretty good though. <laughs> they, they were good back. In he's the day, Rashad man. is their so quarterback, good. and he's he's yeah. the fallback plan. Yeah. Okay. And then we, we were talking about this. Fallback. <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, you know, also reclassifying the other kid. Now I don't know whether he could still graduate early and enroll. Heading into the spring, but you know who, who knows. So there are some people that are saying he's trying to get he's trying to graduate early in the spring to go next January, the, so a year from this year to, to enroll. Yeah, but he's not he's not tweeting out he's trying to graduate early to get there to spring. Yeah. He's tweeting out if he's tweeting that out that he's trying to graduate early, he's talking about reclassifying. I guarantee mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. All right. Well, all I know is uh, Rashada uh, get your butt to Gainesville. Uh, and so right now, it's so funny because uh, one on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure says, I just got in my truck and a Gator fan. I'm just going to assume since we're talking Steelers, our recruiting class stinks. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think you might be closer to the truth than, uh, than I or anybody else is willing to admit. I will tell you this, Texter, uh, in our 1010XL, we're really taking you behind the curtain on yeah. a Wednesday edition of XL Primetime. In our uh, 1010XL media group chat, uh, myself, Graham Marsh, Spielberg, mm-hmm. And Taylor Dahl, mm-hmm. we're texting bright and early this morning. If you head on over to the 1010XL social channels, you'll, you'll see all the graphics honoring our local signees. Mm-hmm. And so we're going back and forth. Hey, did someone make this graphic? Did someone make that graphic? Graham Marsh, has Graham Mertz been totally official yet? I may kill myself over the Graham Mertz news, <laughs> by the way. And then I go, I haven't seen anything from Florida yet. He goes, or have we heard from Mertz himself becoming a poverty, poverty program? To which I said, when Iowa gets a better portal quarterback than Florida. Well, I, listen, I, I, there was a moment where I'm driving on the corridor. As I head from the AUG up here, I'm thinking, all right, I, I now am a graduate, a proud graduate of a, 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 an academic institution uh, based on nothing but higher learning. I mean, we, uh, we may have just basically sold out on sports at uh, University of Florida. Joe. Just take a look at that. Take a look at that basketball effort last night, okay? It was bad. Uh, okay. Joe. Against an Oklahoma team yeah. that – First off, they're I the mean, same team. Yeah. They're literally that, the same true. team. That's true. But, they're they're but, no different from Mike White to this guy. But, no different Oh, yeah, that. I thought you meant Oklahoma. I'm like, Oklahoma is also a similar-ish team to Florida. But the difference is that they're Oklahoma. They're always okay with being the second-class citizen to their football program. Florida basketball thinks that they're in the elite of the elite, when well, in reality the they, rest of the SEC is caught up. One, Two of 20-something from three? 
Yeah. It's the same team. Yeah. Well, yeah, here, here's the problem. Uh, you need to give Billy more time, dot, 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 and Todd. That, that's what's happening. And, and I don't know whether it's going to work or not. Uh, he's, he's also living in the transfer portal. Heck, uh, the transfer portal, we think it's alive and well in the college football game. You ought to check it out in the basketball game. It is insane how much activity and, 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 and comings and goings uh, in the, in the transfer like portal. Not like this. Not like today, bro. Yeah. All these five stars flipping. Five stars never flip on signing day. It's rare. It's right, rare, right, okay? Because w- this is now. Imagine how much NIL cash is getting thrown around right, right. now w- what's at our, this minute. What's our clock on the NFL? Or, or excuse me, NIL. 16, 17 months right now. Is that about right? Yeah, right around that, yeah. Yeah. And so this is why. This is our second December and our first full I mean, year of imagine NIL. Imagine how much cash is getting thrown around right now that these guys are flipping yeah. on the day they were going to sign. Right. And, or Kermani McLean. How much do you think Colorado's offering him? More than Ruiz. Which yeah. is. Unthinkable because right. Reese, who knows how much that guy's because off. Colorado yeah. barely had enough money to pay Dion and his staff, but suddenly now they have not enough anymore. money to pay yeah. Cormani. Well, yeah, apparently well, yeah, they're not lighting it up, up and there smoking and... it anymore. They're just they're selling it right now. They're saying, "Look, we we can't waste any more of this precious stuff. We got to start selling some of this stuff and start buying some players with it." Uh, Dion gave him the game plan. Uh, that's for sure. If Steve. we do want to wrap things up real fast before yeah. we break on, like guys who have actually committed uh, yes. around Florida State and Florida. Yes. Um, four star athlete. This is twenty seven minutes ago on three recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, four star athlete Edwin Joseph has committed to Florida State. Um, unfortunately for Florida State, they had a four star edge rusher uh, Keldrick. Falk has flipped his commitment from FSU to Auburn. to Auburn. Yeah, and then Florida earlier had a four-star edge rusher, Isaiah Nixon, flipped his commitment from Florida to UCF. After earlier flipping from UCF to Florida, he's flipped back to UCF. Yeah, he's the guy. He was he was UCF all along, Joe. He was your guy. He's the he was their number one. He was recruit, a Malzahn actually. man. He was their number one recruit. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he flipped and then flipped again. Yeah, Billy can't talk you out of being a Malzahn man. Then the, there's trouble in, in Hogtown. I need to know what's happening. Like for a guy to. Flip to Florida, and then a couple months later, like, flip back to UCF. Like, is it all no, no, just no, money? No, no, he, he flipped to Florida literally yesterday and then flipped back to UCF. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be money. Yeah, that's you know, that's just – that's add a comma uh, decision. You know, it's basically, okay, he, that looks he's not good. The only, he's only a four-star guy, too. He's not right. the only one. Yeah. Well, here's another Which is number. great because a lot of – some of these three-star guys are going to start getting money, too. Now. Okay, here's another number, and, and – and, We'll just end on this, and we'll, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on recruiting all day long. We got to give you the injury report with the Jags and the Jets and all that. But in 2020, Florida had eight four-star recruits that are no longer anywhere near the program. So that tells you how quickly it can just be gone uh, in a flash because they had eight four-stars that season, and they are nowhere to be found now. It's XL Primetime. You guys can hit us on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Let us know what you're seeing, what you're thinking uh, in the recruiting game, and let's also get ready for the – Jags and Jets tomorrow night. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. We got Wingstop chicken sandwiches. Try them out at any of the Jacksonville area locations. Shout out to Justin for bringing us the Wingstop goodies as always. Shout out to the birthday boy, Leon, for providing us with this wonderful lunch with Leon. Thank mm-hmm. you, Leon. I'm not sure because I care. I love That's it. That's right. Matt's over there struggling a little bit with the Korean barbecue, though. Got a little <laughs> kick hot. to it, huh? That, little, that, ain't even the, that even the hot Sweating flavor. A little bit. Yeah, I know the yeah, bow here. Sweating a little bit. Yeah, some, it'll bring some, some droplets coming off. Listen, the head, there was a chicken place that will go unnamed <laughs> that had a sandwich release a couple years ago that was all the you know publicity yes. everywhere. 
This is just as good, man. Like, this is phenomenal. What I love about the Wingstop is Uh that you literally, like, that other chicken sandwich, which, for what it's worth, I did like it a lot. Mm -hmm. That one you could really only get in, like, two flavors. This one you could get in all of Wingstop's various sauces. Exactly. And then the other one just always run out. Right. My favorite, lemon pepper. We got some lemon pepper for what it's worth here. So uh, so we got the lemon pepper. I'm excited. The garlic parm, too. Haven't had that one on a sandwich. But we love our Korean, Matt and I. So, um, And we, we also have uh, early signing day to talk about, uh, Josie, as well. Oh, we are, yeah. So, oh, I thought I thought that was going to be my cue for Joe to say, yep. yeah, we do. Let's uh, get into the drama. Uh, here we go. We will get into the drama. Um, I'll, I'll rattle off some names. I know some of our nooners have been calling in looking for a full list of who has signed here locally, who has signed with the Florida Gators. We'll go through that whole list for you as far as our records indicate. We begin bright and early this morning. This man you will hear from later on on XL Primetime. That is one Grayson Howard, now formally of Andrew Jackson, having signed with the South Carolina Gamecocks. Grayson actually. Graduated early last week. He departed for South Carolina Monday morning. So my interview with him from over the weekend at his signing day is coming up in a little bit. But he is up in Shane Beamer country, and he will be returning to Duval County as a member of the Gamecocks uh, because he's going to be working out with the team and starting practice this week. And so he will return for the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, which will be very exciting for Grayson. Some other local signees uh, that cross over. With mm-hmm. the Florida Gators, Sharif Denson of Bartram Trail has indeed signed his letter of intent to play with Billy Napier's Florida Gators. Ditto to Trayon Webb of Trinity Christian, who also has inked his letter of intent. Same for Jaden Robinson in Lake City, Columbia. And Roderick Carney of Orange Park, formerly committed to the Florida State Seminoles, honors his flipped commitment to the University of Florida. Some other local names that also signed either this morning or in the days preceding it. Ed White's Devon Patterson headed to Wake Football. Brendan Black of Bowles headed to Iowa State. Uh, two two Knowles. Two Knowles here locally. Two four-stars. K.J. Kirkland, the four-star safety out of Reigns. And then, of course, the four-star running back out of Fleming Island, Sam Singleton. Both headed to Florida State. Some other names. Landon Hale, the three-star safety out of Yuley. A star on Hackers High School Football Tour. He is headed to Florida International. Cooper Fordham of Bulls headed to the Raging Cajuns, Billy Napier's old stopping grounds of Louisiana Lafayette, and a whole lot more. Uh, but before we get to some of those other names, Josie, give us some of the Gator updates. So they're trying to come in in order and see if they can't close out strong later today. But the four-star defensive lineman uh, plays edge pretty much, T.J. Searcy, uh, in mm. honor of Leon, and yep. he's got. Uh, that might be family. Leon thinks he yeah. might be family. Uh, might, is he from Georgia? Yes. He yeah, he's from Tomlinson, no... Georgia. Oh yeah, he sounds like a traitor to me. Uh, now, no. here's <laughs> what I, but here's what I love about him: it's T.J. Searcy, Upson Lee. Okay, so he's got a few. Uh, but out of Thomaston, Georgia, and the first to sign on the dotted line and, and, and make it – actually, he wasn't the first, but he came in earlier this morning. And so he's one of the guys to officially sign their letter Four-star. of intent uh, and ultimately started to try and put together that four- and five-star run that they had. Offensive lineman, a three-star Bryce Lovett out of Rockledge, Florida, has also signed, so he is in the fold. He is an offensive tackle that they're looking forward to getting in there, putting some weight on him, uh, but certainly rated among the higher offensive tackles in the class number 34 among the offensive tackles. 24-7 composite, certainly high on him. We mentioned Sharif Denson. He is a four-star. That's another one of the four-stars that are in for Florida. Jordan Castell out of West Orange, which is in Winter Garden. He's a four-star defensive back who also has signed. uh, And you're looking at another guy that comes in uh, is is a highly regarded player, 
visited the swamp not that long ago and locked in. So a four-star that they're hoping will be able to come in and compete. Four-star defensive lineman Kelby Collins out of Gardendale, Alabama, has also signed. He is one of their top-ranked defenders, and so he's coming in uh, as another one of the guys that will help build things back up defensively. Four-star defensive lineman Will Norman out of Camden, New Jersey, has signed. And you're starting to look at the numbers on that side of the football, and it's real important. Jaden Robinson out of Columbia, four-star linebacker. We know how many good players have come out of Lake City. Uh, he's another one of them that will be added into the fold. Four-star defensive lineman Gavin Hill out of Gainesville Buholes. Uh, we saw a lot of the teams here go head-to-head uh, for those playoff spots against Buholes throughout the course uh, of this high school football season. And Gavin Hill uh, is signed on the dotted line, a four-star consensus recruit. Bryce Thornton out of Alpharetta, a three-star safety. Uh, and so he's another guy that has signed on the dotted line. I'll just try and keep track of all these, keep you coming with information uh, as far as the Gators so are concerned. No, no Jaden Rashad yet. No mm-hmm. Jaden Rashad yet. Yeah. He, now, he could be doing something officially like at 3 p.m. at his school. Who or knows? he could be like Jordan Hall at Westside High School, who's not actually announcing his commitment until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. Yeah, and, and the word or is – he could be here getting some you know info from Morgan. Who knows? Right, exactly, because the word is, is that Jordan Hall's going to Georgia – uh, and you have Rashada out there on the West Coast, and former Georgia defensive guy Dan Lanning is out there, and maybe they're trying to pry him away and keep him on the West Coast instead of coming over here to the East Coast. Some we'll other see. some other local names don't want to leave anybody out, and if you have any national early signee days uh, that you want to let us in on and you want to send us photos, of course, we will accept those at 1010XL on Twitter, and the text line is I'm a Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Jaden Robinson's teammate, at Columbia Lake City, Amari Farrell headed to Indiana University. Meanwhile, uh, Fleming Island's uh, linebacker Abram Wright is headed to the great state of New Jersey and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor Cox, the tight end for Bulls, extremely talented tight end for the Bulls Bulldogs, who was unfortunately hurt for most of his career, but I know Shane Beamer really high on him. He is headed to South Carolina. We got a pair of guys headed to Western Kentucky who, of course, will retain Austin Reed as their quarterback. This yeah. upcoming season out of uh, St. Augustine, Karan, yeah, yeah, linebacker Karan Hayward out of Sandalwood, as well as a wide receiver Jarvin Hayes out of Waycross, and then another Demon Deacon from our area as Oakleaf's Kylan is. Uh, what's his last? I was blank on this kid's last name. Kylan Armstrong. I was mm-hmm. blank on his last name. That, sorry, Kylan. Kylan Armstrong out of Oakleaf High School, uh, also headed to Wake Forest. So Dave Clawson picking up two from the first coast. Yeah, Clawson, and for that matter, that that kind of pipeline that had been created by Jim Grobe a long time ago has been well-maintained uh, by Clawson as far as bringing those you got, guys. You have an updated Knowles list by any chance? Uh-huh. A Knowles list by any chance? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for right now. Just but We're not going to read the Georgia list because you're going to finish one or two and you're not yeah. losing anybody, so you know you have. And so they have come in. They're trying to – You're going to be great. You're going to win it all again next year. So yeah. just, you know. And so right now – Stand it, over there and be quiet. The, the signees, and, and hopefully we'll have these all correct and just try and line them up, three-star quarterback Brock Glenn out of Tennessee – has signed with FSU, four-star Andrevius Jacobs uh, has signed. Looks like defensive end, a four-star Boots Green. Uh, I like that. Uh, Keith Sampson, a four-star out of North Carolina, big defensive lineman, has signed with FSU. Sam Singleton, who we mentioned earlier from right here, a four-star that has signed. You've got a couple of three-stars, one a DB in K.J. Kirkland, another one in Goldie Lawrence, a wide receiver, uh, you have got four-star offensive lineman Lucas Simmons has signed uh, with Florida State University. Um, three stars linebacker 
DeMarco Ward and defensive back Jabril Rawls, Blake Nicholson, another linebacker who was a four-star. And then you also have, uh, out of the transfer portal, it looks like, uh, a couple of offensive linemen and a couple of tight ends. I heard about a couple of uh, Ohio State plucks out of South Florida, including a big-time tight end. Right. Uh, that they have gone down there. Ryan Day is going into South Florida as he typical. Yeah, as so, he. I'm sure it's the St. Thomas Aquinas kid too, right? So, so yeah. real quick, Always. I'm going yeah. to go over these Georgia the Georgia signs because uh-huh. we should, all right? Uh, Kelton Smith Jr., Joshua Miller, C.J. Allen, Monroe Freeling, Yazid Haynes, Tyler Williams, Janelle Aguero, Anthony Evans III, A.J. Harris, Troy Bowles. I, every one of these guys are either four or five stars, okay? Right. Daniel Harris. So it's no, no sense in even mentioning it. Uh, Pierce Sperlin, Lawson Luckle. Chris Peel, Jonathan Bo Hewley, Jamal Jarrett, Raylan Wilson, Justin Rett, Peyton Woodring, Roderick Robinson, Samuel Mpemba, who they beat Florida on for that kid, and Gabe Harris. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a I should say that just for that kid. They beat Florida on a lot of kids, actually. Well, off the text line, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Tough times to be a Gator. Can't wait till softball season. Yeah. They're melting yeah. down on the text line, man. <laughs> they're just they're, – I'm not having to pull I'm having to pull him off the ledge right now. Uh, all right. So, well, well, I'm not even of the thinking that you have to give Billy all this patience and time. He's going to get a top 10 class. Yeah. And that's what you're, that's what you're looking for is you want to see changing of the guard. I think, I think they're, you know what I think they are actually? I think they're upset about Graham Mertz. And they should be because that's a, that's not a feel good signing. It's, it's not that it's not, a, here's what it is too. It's not that it's not a feel good signing. It's I can't imagine that staff sitting around watching his tape and saying that's the guy we want. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine that. Me neither. That's that's it's rear it's very very odd. Yeah. Very odd. Yeah. Well, I'm listen, if I'm, if I'm a top 10 recruit, a top 10 recruit in the country, right? I mean, we seeing all these guys flip five stars flipping here and there and that. I'm a top I'm going to treat this I'm going to treat the um I'm a sign a day like the draft. Mm-hmm. Agency. Yeah, I'm going to treat it like the draft because the guy in front of me can make more money than me, but the guy the guy behind me can't. So I mean, I'm I'm signing with an agency or research agency NIL deal agency, mm-hmm. and I'm doing my research and seeing who these guys signing for because if if the guy behind me is making more money, that can't happen. If I'm a six, if I'm the number six overall and number seven is making more money than me, yeah. Oh it's no, a brand you, new gotta, game. you either got to pony up or I got to move forward. Bro, you, else. you think these guys are getting money? Wait till the real signing day hits, and there's like. Two or three elite <laughs> players left. Mm-hmm. Those dudes will get whatever they want. Maybe Travis that's Hunter what... will get yeah. whatever he wants. So let me ask you a question: Are these these deals, these NIL deals, are they them, are they like... four are they four year deals? So they're like four years. They're all negotiated. Depends. Yeah. Okay, so you can negotiate. I bet they're negotiated. Two. Oh yeah, they're all any negotiated. number of ways. Annually, okay. uh, season by season, to be renewed or one off or a four year deal. Like but a four year. Not paying fi- all that money. So right let's away. say four year, four hundred thousand. So you're making a hundred thousand a year. You're getting, you know, eight grand a month while you're in college. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's big money, there, bro. Oh yeah. There's some guys getting a lot more than that. I, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, eight grand a month for a 17 year old kid going into college. Yeah, I, I think I'd be. Yeah. Well, I, to, I'd, I'd be feeling like a, a multi-billionaire. Like to the your dude point, Matt. The, to your the point sucks. about the uh, national signing day having even more money. Since I see a couple folks on the text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, asking about. Cormani and will he actually sign during this early period or if he will actually indeed wait for the February date? I mean, maybe does he wait it out because he wants Miami and Colorado to get into a bidding war and then Alabama perhaps gets why in the fray? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, everything like, is why strategy he now. 
It really is. Everything's and strategy I, you know what? And, and I know coaches don't like it, and I know people think it's bad for the game. I'm fine with that, man. I'm, uh, you know what? These kids for 150 years weren't given money. Now they get. Now they're getting money. Now everybody's upset because they're getting money. They were at the short end of this deal for 150 years. All these college football players. Look, I, I, look, I, I've heard the line. It doesn't mean that it, it won't have uh, problems along with sure a lot will. of good. Yeah. It, these are I. I referred to them in the very beginning as un, unintended consequences. Uh, that you. Uh, this is good. This is a good thing that's going on for these young, It'll young people. It'll even out. Eventually, it will even out. It might take three years. But don't think for a moment that these guys aren't walking around like little mini corporations and they don't all pan out all the time, which is also going to cause of you know, a little bit of a problem. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trayvon Walker has been ruled out with a high ankle sprain for tomorrow's game as well as Foley Fotokasi. Mm-hmm. Both. No revenge game. See, so, if he's got a high ankle, he's not playing the rest of the regular season, man. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I disagree with that. Um, I don't know, dude. Because, and the only reason I'm saying no to you is because, first, I'm a radio doctor. But number two is that we're going to ask our doctor here in about an hour. Hopefully, we'll get Geo on <laughs> later. He's, he's on vacation, uh, so we'll find out if we can get him. But anyway, the Mac Jones return blew my mind. It really did, and that was a three week period. And anybody can visually visually remember that that hit where he got folded over, and where he got carried off the yeah. field and was sobbing I mean, and crying. Folded over, and it looked like there's no way that cat's coming back from that anytime soon. And I I, I expected six weeks at the earliest they cut that in half. Yeah, but different positions too, man. I don't care. You got to be mobile and be able to move and defend not yourself. Really, not. I mean, you got to be able to defend yourself, sure. But you don't. Have, you're not getting 350 pound guys pushing on you. Oh, and I don't know. Anyway, getting, anyway, getting he's got to be able to drive the ball. And, Right, all I mean, stuff. it's it's all. Can, look, can you play with a high ankle sprain if you're a D lineman? It's tough. It, it would be tough. Mm-hmm. It would be tough. Yeah, I just think whatever position. I, I can't playing. imagine it. I can't imagine it because I mean, you would get cut, pushed on. Right. I, just the the he's a defense end. The sheer coming off the ball is right. it's got to be the painful. impact. Got to be painful. Yeah, every okay, time. But, just, but honestly, just think about any position. Uh, a defender that's got to be able to to advance and tackle and and, and kind of brace himself. A lineman trying to take on that. I know, but that's all start and stop. You're not getting start and stop from quarterbacks. They can get the snap and the shotgun, set and throw it. Yeah, they got to drive the ball though. They do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's that's the only thing I'm 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 curious. Anyway, I was very surprised by that that he was able to do that. So we'll we'll find out. Um, We'll keep our eye on what's going on as far as the recruiting rankings are concerned. But right now, for what it's worth, and it's ever changing. This is the 24-7 sports composite, which, by the way, I now want someone to create a transfer portal slash high school recruiting composite because I know that's going to happen soon. I know the uh, they're around the clock at 24-7 probably coming up with that because there are teams that are lower in the recruiting rankings but are bringing in right off the bus starters. FSU is a good example with a Jared Verse a Benson, all these guys that they brought in off the bus, boom, 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 they were immediate starters, uh, Johnny Wilson being another one. Anyway, right now, Alabama, 25 commits, four, five stars, 24 stars. They are number one. Georgia, and this is, again, the composite with 24-7, they have one five-star right now, 24 stars. They are number two. Miami, as it currently sits, has three five-stars, they have 13 four-stars, and they are rated third uh, in the recruiting rankings. Texas fourth, LSU. That Southerner, Brian Kelly, has them in the top five. 
Go Tigers. Just, just ahead of Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Then Ohio State, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Clemson round no. out the top. Feels good, no, Leon. I'm, I'm just, I was just going to say, this, let's just exclude the regular season, and we are just put us in the playoffs. Why yeah. even play the games? Why even play the games? I, I do like it. You guys, winners, the you guys year. are winners right about this time of the year. <laughs> we have to win something, <laughs> Joe. Let exactly. Us have, <laughs> let us have, let let us us have this, please. I mean, because you were bad in season. Oh, terrible. So bad. Guy, the worst in we still don't I, maybe have the worst I've ever seen. still don't have a quarterback. Yeah, it's it, yeah, what it you was, do. It's just neither one of them been coached that well. Uh, well, meanwhile, they, I think they at, went on Twitter now, and said they were coming how's back. How's Mario got to feel that Oregon is getting like five stars every ten minutes now? That's <clears> it is starting is that to appear. Yeah, Miami still has a better class than them, though, which is weird. Yeah. So you just I, I don't be shocked like, in, in the days to come shoe. if you see you get a new OC soon. I got it. Like they wanted Gattis to stay there to get those kids that they had. Oh yeah. And then once that happens, cut him loose. If you bounce him, because. From your voice to God's ear. Yeah. Yes. There was, there was, there are a few things that were worse than than what you saw offensively from them this year, really. Not and much. and it, it did not look pretty for, for you guys. And I, when you guys were broken, okay, your spirit was broken. Oh. I, I knew it was bad. Yeah. What happened to the Gators and the Las Vegas Bowl? That was pretty much you guys every week. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. It looked very familiar. Yeah. Oh. Billy. All right, never mind. I just I just went off in, a, uh, in my own little world right there. Just That's okay. I was going down the rabbit hole myself. I was yeah. going down the rabbit hole of that uh, long stare. Joe had that long stare of going through of going through I some do, other names related that, I, to Florida. I do love how you like you take a shot at Brian Kelly, the old Southerner. Well, you know, listen, I maybe if Billy Napier had a fake you accent, right, maybe listen, he gets too. Huh? Oh, you got to understand real. my you got to understand my humor. <laughs> I am. Paying him a compliment. I'm not dogging Brian you're also, Kelly. You're also paying into your little collective that apparently isn't working. Yeah, my not my nine dollars and ninety cents. Apparently, I've just gotten a bounce back, and they want it to be nine hundred and ninety dollars. Okay, that's what they're expecting. Now, uh, apparently, they have the money. It's yeah. they're not using it. Apparently, well, either they're not using or no one wants it. Right? Okay, and that's also a concern. No one wants that scared money, huh? Yeah. Well, let's just remember this. If they're if everyone supposedly is throwing all this big money out, then the player once again has choices of where he thinks he can go and start and where he thinks he can go and win. Yeah, and so Which is this what is, I told you it would be right. Yeah. Well, the no, money would actually, typically be the no. same. Uh, we thought this was going to change it a little bit more, but what what did we just talk about earlier? Alabama's gone out and gotten their money back. Right, that's but why right, but what I'm saying is the money for the most part will be the same. Like what Jalen Rashad got from Miami. He probably got a little more from Florida. It's not a crazy amount. And now maybe a little more from So at the end of the day, right, now maybe a little more from Oregon. At the end of the day, it's going to be where does this guy really feel secure about who's going to get me to the NFL. Yeah. And, if, and if he can get a little more money, even better. Yeah. And, and I would like to see a Billy Napier that can go out there and, and, and be that, that closer on the recruiting trail and then turn them into good players. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to, the, to the, the Gator boys out there, Cookson and everybody the other night, and I'm like, I'm just trying to convince them, and they're trying to convince me that he has a plan. But there are enough of them that watch that game, and they're like, huh, this just doesn't look very good. I know he didn't have as many players that he would like to have had. But remember, Mullen's product, when they when he basically gave up on the Cotton Bowl, this one kind of rivaled that one as far as just the look of what they were doing. You know? It didn't it look much better. It, it wasn't well, good. I can tell it you was that. not pretty. It was no bueno. <laughs> that was if that's the way you're ending your first season. Yeah. Look, I know they had a lot of opt outs. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. I know they lost their starting quarterback, which you know that would have been an adventure anyway. Even even if he had played, um, it just didn't look good, man. It did. Those guys had zero fire in them. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Can't I mean, are any of these quarterbacks taken into consideration? The the fan base 
Because when they struggle, because they will struggle. Oh, yeah. The fan base, will they turn on or will they rip them a new one? Mm-hmm. They, uh, is it in there in the consideration? Oh, they'll turn on them. Yeah. They don't have a lot of patience. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, which one, which fan base is going to rip your new one? The yeah. worst. Because you want to play a game. the worst fan bases? I'm just saying, I, I mean, are they taking any of the – because you know a lot of these kids got feelings. I they mean, got Ohio super State. Feelings, especially on social media. Florida. They got super feelings. Right. And if they knew that they didn't grow up as a, quote, you know, I always wanted to go there. Exactly. Guy, That's what I'm saying. they just showed up for the money. Yes. Yeah, they, they might have a little – That's a what less... I'm saying. I mean, you, you, you're, moving, you're moving and maneuvering based on money. And you, and you didn't say to yourself, okay, I didn't grow up liking this team, whatever. I'm just going to this place because right. they've got money. And then the fans right. will pile on if they don't yeah. play well. Yeah. I, by the way, I yeah. will say this. We've also buried the lead a little bit with this whole recruiting stuff. That the program got the a guy, program. Devin program. Leary. Oh, yeah. Devin Leary, who's a legit, a legit like star player. The program got him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the team in Gainesville got a guy that couldn't win in the Big Ten West. Right. Right, the guy, the guy that should be preparing for uh, like law school or something. I don't know what. But. The program that's about to ready when it's fourth in the last six years against Florida. Yeah, got Devin Leary. Yeah, are you donating to the collective the over game. there? You nine dollars and ninety cent guy. It's not like NC State or World Beaters. So. <laughs> but <laughs> he is a good quarterback. The difference yeah. between those two quarterbacks is yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm day. just saying. All right, into the one o'clock hour. Uh, uh, Mia mentioned uh, as far as you know the injury concerns on both sides of the ball uh, for Jacksonville and the Jaguars. JJ came out with. Now Trayvon and Foley Fadakasi have been ruled out. So we need to look at the Jets side coming up here uh, in just a bit as well. Yeah, we we actually won't have the Jets full injury report until later today since they are not traveling. The Jags are on their bus headed to the airport as we speak. So Mm -hmm. that's why you have their injury report. We'll know more about the Jets a little bit later on today. But obviously that's two big losses in the trenches. What does it mean for the Jaguars heading into Thursday Night Football? Plus some other signees on this early signing day. That and a whole lot more coming up next on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars we have breaking jags news from our friend rick blue who you can catch six to eight tonight he has a amazing producer on that show <laughs> this is from rick cam robinson having surgery today Ah. Source? Who's the source? Rick Ballou. Yeah, so that'll be on the meniscus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they they think, uh, at the very least, you know, go in there and take a look and then MCL maybe just repairing on its Give own. Give me another quick that, JJ. All right. Back to back. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I figured I may as well throw this out there just uh, since we're knee-deep in the lunacy that is signing day. Last year's number one overall recruit, Travis Hunter, initially committed to Florida State, mm-hmm. went to Jackson State with Dion. Is now left Jackson State. He's in the portal. Mm-hmm. He hasn't made any decision yet. He just right. tweeted out literally, I don't know, eight minutes ago, nine minutes ago, mm-hmm. what fan base won an early Christmas present? <laughs> <laughs> that is just beautiful. Dion taught he, him well. He sees all that money getting floated around. He yeah. wants some, man. He's like, I was Cormani before Cormani. <laughs> Yep, and and by the way, in case you're paying attention, there's a little bit of inflation that's taking place out there. So whatever I got last year might want to get just a little bump. I I can guarantee you he's either gotten texts, calls, emails, whatever, from already at least 50 coaches. At least. Yeah, and and look, we can – I like it, but I don't love it. And collectives, and and the guys who run collectives, same thing. I I like it, but I don't love it. This is – it's become – a bidding, bidding war. Yeah, yeah. And he's learned that straight from Dion. 
Oh, the ability yeah. to market yourself. Put yourself back on the market. I'm all right. Get with some it. more cash. I'm, I'm strangely all right with it. I listen. I'm absolutely fabulous with it. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I don't like that. It's 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 just another part of college football that's completely changed. I don't like that. But I'm strangely okay with these guys who got hosed for the first 150 years of football getting theirs now. Okay, but mm-hmm. I'm all right these, with that. Yeah, but for what it's worth, these individuals haven't been around for 150 years. Right, but hosed. Joe, but the hey, point the is, Leon's got hosed. That's what I'm saying. You know, all but, those years of all those guys getting hosed. Yeah. Not getting any money. Yeah. At least now it's turning a little bit. Just because they didn't get money doesn't mean these guys can't get money. Yeah. Well, I just know the day's going to come where they're going to go, okay, you were supposed to perform like this, you didn't, and so now I'm snatching the money away from you. 100%. Yeah, yeah it's and you know I totally what? agree. Absolutely. And you know what? Problems. Uh, and you know what? Jimmy Crack Corn, I don't care. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. guess what? He's got his money. Mm-hmm. Well, well and, no, I'm and, saying and, they'll, they'll snatch it. <laughs> well, well, but, I mean, he'll, but he'll have made what he made. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He'll have made what he made. Yeah. Well, it's just like what they, they say in the NFL. You know what you were signing up for. Mm-hmm. Right, right. These guys got to understand that, that if you're I taking love. this money and you're showboating on social media about who wants me, this, this, and that. When you get the money, now you got to perform. If you don't mm-hmm. perform, if you get hurt, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that are going to factor in. You don't perform well, you get hurt. You have, you're going, you have the, you, you have the right to be ridiculed by the mm-hmm. fan base and everybody else. Speaking yeah. of the fan base, it's not just the players that are crazy online. I love reading the message boards. I love the message board geniuses on Twitter. Do you guys follow that on Twitter, at Board Geniuses? Mm -hmm. Some of the funny screenshots they find from fans going nuts. This is one from Swamp247. So your people, Josie. Fire everyone who has anything to do with football and make Lincoln Riley the highest paid coach in college football if you want to fix this mess. That is the path. But I have a better they chance. They had their chance. They had their chance with Lincoln Riley last year. But yeah, I, all they did, they took one interview with this guy, and they fell in love, and they realized now that was stupid. But they wait, also there's had a chance more. with Brian Kelly, too. But wait, there's more. But I have a better chance of being struck by lightning after riding a unicorn <laughs> on the way to find a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. So here we are. Yeah, uh, What's it called? Board what? Four geniuses mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's a great account. They screenshot all the crazy things fans say. Because before Twitter, I mean, message boards is where we live. Correct. And the message boards still oh, So live. there's some real OGs on there still. Yes, and, there are. And some real intel. Uh, there's, <laughs> yes. a lot of, there's a lot of, real, uh, a lot of meaningless <laughs> dribble, but there's also some, some because, intel. Because uh, on the Miami message board today, there was people claiming, don't worry about all this Carmani stuff. It's still in the bag. He's still coming. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry. Well, just like somebody on the text line keeps reassuring Matt Hayes, don't worry. Rashada has his letter of intent. Don't worry. They have it. They ha- Did he sign it? That's yeah. what I want to know. It is early in California. Yeah. No, yeah, no True. question. It's, it's as it was pointed out. Not too out. early for Oregon, apparently. Yeah. They're in the same time zone as, you know, <laughs> California. Yeah. And so, but he did tweet out yesterday, just as far as, you know, re- actually retweeting, uh, Jaden Rashada looks to bring the Gators back to the national spotlight. You keep, you keep soothing your tattered soul with that, okay? I'm just retweeting it. That's all I'm trying to do right now. I'm just retweeting it 105 <laughs> times. Uh, but look, I, uh, I don't get into this recruiting game as much as you think I do. Uh, you know, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I, I, I kind of go back to the, uh, I guess it is a simpler time, is that you would go to what we were talking about earlier with our young Grayson Howard that we're going to hear from a little bit later on. What is a commitment? A commitment's a commitment. And so that means something instead of now I just got asked to the prom and I said yes to that one so others will ask me. I mean, I don't get that. And so if you like the coach, you like the program, say yes and, 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 and be there as opposed to now let's just get the bidding started. It's just it's, 
Yeah, but when you were in high school, you never like no, used yeah. a girl that you were with to like impress <laughs> other girls. Yeah, I did. Of course, I did. Yeah, but I my point was you didn't say yes just so you get ten others to ask you. You know, you could just say maybe, maybe, okay, but not I'll yes. leave my options open, dear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that that's how I just I know it's an unstoppable train right now. And it is what it is, to use well, that well, famous phrase. Well, oh, by the way, they're also playing into it mm-hmm. because they're allowing these flips. Mm-hmm. They're paying these flips, so they're play- they're feeding into oh, yeah, it. Yeah, Not but, just the players. But, but just back to the original point that we thought this was going to level the playing field and bring more people to the party, and in, in some ways it has, but in a lot of ways it hasn't. And so we'll find out whether or not it's going to work over time. You know TCU's <clears> in the playoff right now, right? Well, yeah, and it's been – there's always – all right, here's the other thing we got to remember. There's always going to be somebody from the Big 12 that's going to either run the table or get close to run the table that will get in the playoff. Uh, they have been Oklahoma, and Lincoln know. Riley I mean, they leaves. They lost last game of the year. They still got in. Yeah. Well, I know, but Oklahoma's gotten in with one loss before too. But well, That's a blue blood, though. And, and yeah, but – well, yeah, but we've seen a couple of other ones. Like Oak State had a chance and ended up losing at the end. They would have made it into the playoff, and so it – it has happened before, but you're always going to get that Big 12 champion, whoever it might be, and it just so happens now, we, this is the committee, we do not value that championship game any more than any other game that they've played, which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And so now you can lose that last one if it's the first one you lost, and they still have a, ch- a chance to get into the playoff, which they did. All right. I mean, Michigan I mean, they're State, just, they're Michigan just State the, was literally a game away from beating the playoff. Right, but they're just the representative from the Big 12. That's what they are. Almost 7-0 this year. Start out 7-0. And then got hammered, and then got yeah. hammered, and then got hammered. All right, I'm, you know? all I'm telling you is – it's bringing a lot more people to the table than you think. A lot more. I, I like it. I like it. It just hasn't necessarily manifested. Two from the Big Ten are in. Has that changed? Ohio uh, State and Michigan? No. It hasn't changed anything. Two from one of the, yeah, uh, one uh, of the two major conferences? I mean, no. Which I mean, is why they're expanding the playoff. Yeah, and, yeah that, that part's better just as far as everything goes. But anyway, this was supposed to bring a few more. Like A&M. And then I guess you got to coach that club. I was going to say, then you, gotta, then you got to account for Jimbo. Yeah, right? you got you got to coach that club. You can't just buy them all. You got to actually roll out a ball and coach them. Real quick before we hit the break, I do want to talk about the other big flip of the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we don't get into a lot of hardball mm-hmm. in the off season. Oh my gosh, uh, I, I won't. I won't bring up Ooh. Aaron Judge signing officially his nine-year deal this morning. Instead, I want to talk about the news about the other New York baseball team. Because JJ, I don't know about you, but. I was literally reading those tweets this morning, and I was like, "Am I still asleep? Like, what? Like, what are they talking well, yeah, about?" Yeah, I went to bed last night. Well, we broke it on a uh, Rick show last night. Rick that, did that. Mm-hmm. Correa, and I guess fa- failed his physical with San Francisco, Correct. so that fell through. But I guess he was healthy enough for the Mets to sweep him up. Like, I, I don't really know. I still don't know the specifics of the physical and everything that happened, but. It was basically the exact same deal that he signed with the Mets. So, as a Braves fan, I'm uber pissed about this. Yeah. Not going to lie. Their lineup looks extremely stacked next year. They did get rid of DeGrom, but they brought Verlander in, who is old, but he's great. Yeah, he's great. And hey. uh, they are a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, JJ and I were talking, like, okay, he just got out of my world, okay, because he was going to the Giants, and so now he's out of the Dodgers, uh, at least, you know, kind of sights, and now he's – Right in the dead east. red in the Braves, you know. Binoculars. I'm interested to see what 
it was in the physical that made the Giants be like, maybe they were just rethought everything. We're like, this is a lot of years. Well, man. so apparently yeah. I, I saw a tweet that was just floating around the internet and basically the team doctor for the Giants wouldn't sign off on the physical, even though the team itself was like, no, no, we're cool with that. But the doctor was like, no. Was it Fauci? Who was it? And so Scott, <laughs> Bo- Scott Boris, exactly. Yeah. Scott Boris basically was like, yeah, I'm going to take our ball and go play somewhere else because you guys are crazy. I don't trust you. And uh, and Steve Cohen was like, yeah, I don't care. Here it is. All right, so here's the official statement from the Giants, from their owner. While we are prohibited from disclosing confidential medical information, as Scott Boris stated publicly, there was a difference of opinion over the results of Carlos's physical examination. We wish Carlos the best. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You now could it's... say, uh, Joe C., uh-huh. that Carlos Correa's time in San Francisco yeah. was a short stop. Yeah, yeah, there you go, which is what he is. I knew you'd like that one, JJ. It is. XL Primetime, thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Rainy day, but you know there's plenty of sunshine right around the corner, and you can call the Golf Club of Southampton 287-PLAY, and you can always look forward to a great golf experience. Don't forget that Friday night action on the patio. Chef Gary always cranking out a new menu item, music acts on the patio playing, and you will enjoy it. It's all happening at the Golf Club of Southampton. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. No birthday music? I thought we'd maybe get, like, some, you know, happy birthday. Oh, we did that earlier. We did do that earlier. We did do that earlier. Well, we have a special guest joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. Maybe he'll sing it for us, JJ. Won't won't that happen? Does the mangler have pipes? I I don't know. if we Are we playing the Fair and Fair phone line for the mangler? Does does that happen? No? No, we don't. This is one of us. I I was going to say. No. Yeah. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. As much as he's a member of the show, he is an honored guest. <laughs> we play it for Jay Barnes, so we're going to play it for Mangler. Greg the Mangler Huntington. Hi, Greg. Yes. What's up? Yes. Well, I, I had to call in because, as you know, my former all-pro teammate, Leon Searcy, um, turned 53. Three today, and I know yesterday y'all were talking about him wearing glasses. So now he's a distinguished fifty-three-year-old. Uh, um, <laughs> but I can remember, and Leon can maybe even add to the story. I think it was five or six years ago. I ran into Leon at a Jaguar game. He was up here doing some talk radio with Dave Wydell, and I asked Leon, "I go, Leon, where are you living these days?" He goes, "Orlando." And my reaction was, nobody knows you in Orlando. <laughs> you need to move. I said, you need to move to Jacksonville where you're beloved. And he has done that. And we are a better city having Leon Searcy uh, here with us. Amen. And, like and listen, it. if you haven't, if you're a listener and you haven't bought his book, Fourth Down and Dam, um, please do so. It's an easy read if you're lazy like me. No chapter is greater than three pages long. So you feel like you've accomplished something like, well, hey, I could read a couple more chapters. And before you know it, you're through the end of the book. But it's a phenomenal uh, book and well-written. But happy birthday, Leon. Appreciate um, you, brother. When I link up after the show. Um, but it is a Waste Management Wednesday also to boot. I mean, wow, go figure. But. For the brand, for the brand. Always on brand, man. We're always on brand. Love it. Yeah, well, right, right. I'm actually sitting in my office. Um, (laughs) But listen, you know I greatly appreciate everything you do. Y'all always do a great job, and you're blessed to have my buddy, 
former teammate, Leon Piercy. Um, it's hard to explain the bond that we share as former teammates. It doesn't matter if you live in another state. We're still very much connected based on what we did over two decades ago. Um, and we're always grateful and thankful for the fans of Jacksonville. That's exactly right. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. All right. I'll see you after the show. You got it. Classy. Merry yeah. Christmas, Mangler. See, yeah, see, Merry see. Christmas and go Jags. All right, see, that's see, right. See, the, see the offensive linemen are just a different breed, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay? We, we, we're unique yeah. in that we're selfless. And we do so much for each other. That's why there's a bond when you play and even when you after you play because you know who put in the dirt and the grind and the spit and all that and the blood when you played and you appreciate that now more that you're older. So Mangler for me is like a brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he, you know, he can folk. Yeah. I, I can tell you who's putting in the dirt and the grind right now. Mm-hmm. Oregon. Uh-oh. They just flipped another five star. I was going to, I was going to transition to Jags star. offensive line. And this man is still hung up on Dan Lanning and the mm-hmm. folks out in Eugene. He, they just flipped five star safety. Five star safety. Peyton Bowen has flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon. Oh, so as I update my composite rankings, Phil uh, Knight is throwing out some cash, baby. Yeah, Phil's like, okay, now we can start buying people. Oh yeah, I'm in legally. Okay, forget, good. yeah, forget about the paint schemes and all that stuff. Let's just commit the cash because some of those uniforms have kind of worn on me. I was I was always a fan of the Oregon Ducks and always changing it up. I loved it, uh, but some of those just they just didn't quite look that good. But now they are up to seventh in the composite rankings. And it is funny because Notre Dame was right behind LSU. What? Well, you haven't, 40, added, you haven't added the four star, fourth, fifth star yet, so they're going to go higher than that. Well, I'm just saying, but whatever it was, 30 minutes, 45 minutes ago, right? LSU was fifth and Notre Dame was sixth. Now Oregon has jumped to seventh and Notre Dame has fallen to ninth. So it is happening fast, that's for sure. What hasn't changed? Alabama, still at the top. What also hasn't changed is the line for tomorrow's Jaguars-Jets game. Still a pick according to the good folks over at MyBookie. So, Leon, before we let you go, pick for me. How do you feel about tomorrow's matchup, especially knowing, like you were alluding to, offensive line is obviously something near and dear to your heart, and there's some questions for the Jaguars along their offensive line and some questions for the Jets along theirs. Well, I mean, it's, it's a little concerning uh, with the loss of Cam Robinson moving in walk a little to the left tackle. Uh, Hopefully he can have a stellar game. He's going to have to have a stellar game to give us any kind of chance. A um, little bit more concerned about the offense. I think we did a better job running the ball with uh, ATN uh, in the game against um, the Cowboys. Uh, we just got to be able to protect. We got, we got to be able to be two-dimensional. Trevor's got to be Trevor. If we play the way we played against the Cowboys going up there to uh, uh, to New York, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Defensively, uh, Zach Wilson doesn't scare me. Doesn't do anything. But I, have to, Garrett Wilson's out there. I mean, he, he's a phenomenal wide receiver. But I, I think the Jaguars at, at this point right now, they're just looking at this team is in the way. And that's the approach they got to have. Hey, the New York Jets, they're in the way. Where we need to go, they they happen to be in the way, and we're going to play according to mm-hmm. You got yeah. a pick? Hmm? You got a pick? I'm a, yeah, I'm, I, I, pick, I usually pick on the day of the game, but right. I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, right. He won't that's be right. here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I won't be in studio. <laughs> yeah. I will be on the yeah. show. I won't yeah. be in studio. But Leon will be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then uh, remind the folks, you got a Monday morning, or this Monday morning, Friday well, well, morning. Yeah, dude. Friday morning, Friday morning. Um, after the game, uh, we usually do the fifth quarter. Your fifth quarter is usually, uh, what, a couple hours after the game. But instead of us doing the fifth quarter from two to four, 
We're going to do a special fifth quarter at 7 a.m. on Friday. Me, Hacker, and Coach Campbell from 7 to 10. Yeah, I love that. That'll be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. All right, now enjoy the birthday. Yeah, I will. Uh, Definitely. S- smoke them if I'm, you got them. Yeah, I'm going to go over here and have a couple of IPAs with my man Mangler. And then yeah. I love that. Then I'm headed to uh, I'm headed to the Hard Rock, Daytona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. And we don't will lose it all, bro. Huh? You don't want to lose it all on your birthday. I, I don't. I, no, I, I, I'll play the slots. Though. I don't care. Oh. Or is the family Call meeting? lady bets. Is the family <laughs> is the family meeting you halfway in Daytona? Or? I, no, you know I, I I don't let I don't let the aunties see me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, I don't want the slots. No, 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 By no, the way, no. you're gonna you're gonna fit in perfect in that casino. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I, I dressed it. Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be looking sharp. Uh, he's suited and booted. He's ready to go. Happy oh, birthday, bro. Appreciate it, bro. Happy birthday, Leon. All right, thank you very much. All right, have fun, have fun, have fun. Uh, and thanks to uh, the birthday boy bringing in a wing stop. Don't forget, birthday boy will be at the alehouse tomorrow. We will be over there at Beach and Hodges and would love to see some teal show up uh, at the alehouse tomorrow and hang out with us as you get ready for the Jags and the Jets Thursday night. Big Sirs. Me, Maddie, we will all be there. Mia will be up in New York slash New Jersey with the game kicking off tomorrow night. All right, now, Gio on the road, but at least he's going to give us a little idea about a high ankle sprain for Trayvon, surgery on the meniscus. We'll get into a couple of other things that are out there as well in the operational world. If you've got a uh, question when it comes to sports injuries, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641-1010. Our next guest is not affiliated with the NFL or Jacksonville Jaguars. Discussion of injuries is solely based on opinion. Now, the Bari Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Injury Breakdown. I'm coming in hot. Gio normally bouncing right about this time. He's just bouncing in the studio. Uh, I don't know whether he's got that full setup on his ride where he's just bouncing down the road, but uh, we had to call him by uh, phone today as he joins us now. Gio, imagine I if he him. has that bounce oh on his ride, yes. on his Tesla, with those he's bouncing kicks, around, with those to. kicks. Oh yeah, uh, he that those eyebrows. Man. <laughs> will, will you deny it? Are you going to deny it? It would waste all my batteries. <laughs> all right, now Gio uh, of Bari Orthopedics. Uh, you can definitely catch him. Uh, at the office, bariorthopedics.com, an easy way to find one of their locations all over the First Coast, uh, which includes anything when it comes to sports injuries. And if you have one, you can hit the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures at 641 We'll try and sneak it in uh, as, as George is hanging out with us. But, Gio, I got to bring up the first one, the biggest one, uh, another serious injury to a quarterback that may lead to Gardner Minshew stepping up and getting to start. Uh, for this this time, the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, he came in when Nick Foles got knocked out going back to 2018. 28? No, 2019. Anyway, you saw a defender drive Jalen Hurts shoulder to shoulder into the turf. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, that that is serious. And then J.J. threw out that there was a rumor that it could be a clavicle, broken clavicle, broken collarbone. And that is a classic injury when that player is driven into the turf. What what do you think of what you saw on video? Well, I believe they said it was a shoulder sprain, mm-hmm. or, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But yep. um, that looks like an AC joint injury, the way that he landed on it. And that's how you hurt your AC joint, which is, like J.J. was saying, it is part of the clavicle. It's not a fracture, but it's the acromioclavicular joint. So that's where your acromion and your clavicle meet, a little bump you have on top of your shoulder. And that's classically how you hurt your AC joint, is you get driven straight down into the ground with that shoulder um, and, and 
and usually happens on a sack or a patient or, or uh, a player that gets tackled. Now he is out for they're saying, you know, Minshew's coming in, and the question is how long is he going to be out for? There's different grades, one, two, three, four, up to six, four, five, six being very rare, one, two, three being the most common. Mm-hmm. If it's a grade one, then, you know, you're out a couple weeks until you feel better. Two and three becomes a little bit more serious because the pain is, is worse, and then you have more injury to the ligaments themselves. So that's going to be the key factor, what, what grade he has and how, uh, how does he feel when he plays. So let's get it now over to the hometown team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dr. Bari joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. Uh, Doc, we'll begin with Trayvon Walker because this time last week, kind of unclear exactly what that high ankle injury was that he suffered. From what we were told, he did not practice last Wednesday or Thursday. He didn't really practice on Friday but was at practice and worked off to the side. According to what Trevor Lawrence told us, he was with the trainers on Saturday and Sunday trying to go against the Cowboys, ultimately was ruled out. He was limited in practice Monday and Tuesday this week. I was in the locker room yesterday. No boot anymore because, of course, we knew he was wearing that boot last week when he was uh, doing some community service and taking some local children shopping. No boot, was walking around the locker room, no issue. But now he is ruled out for tomorrow night's game, again, with that high ankle injury. We haven't been giving a ton of specifics, but if you had to guess, if it's not a sprain, like what else could it possibly be? Yeah, I mean, I, I would guess that's what it is. And and we always talk about this. Somebody being injured and then them feeling better to go out and work and walk around, like you're saying, going shopping and buying stuff for the kids, that's very different than going and playing on an NFL field and having to you know, play against these elite athletes. So those are two different things. He can feel well enough where he can walk without an issue, but to go and cut and make moves and run full speed, he hasn't obviously now has not been able to do that, which is the reason why they have him out. So we have to remember that just because, you know, you feel good walking up and down doesn't mean you're going to feel good on, on the football field. But I, I'd have to assume that's what he has, the high ankle sprain. Right, George, they've been... I guess, David, the term they're using is high ankle injury, right? Isn't that yes, right? Yes, high ankle yeah. injury. So the term they're using is high ankle injury. This could also very easily be them you know, saying he may or may not play because they want the other team to prepare for him like he could be playing. But have you ever seen a guy with a high ankle injury that plays a- any sooner than, I mean, a month after it happens? I mean, we've seen, I think, a couple guys, I don't know the top of my head, but I, I know that we have seen a couple guys with high ankle sprains, quote-unquote, that at least that's what they say they are, and they're back. I've seen a couple two or three weeks. You know, usually it's a longer process, but, you know, you don't know sometimes what these guys, they throw out all the misinformation, like you said, so they can go and prep for them, and whether they play or not. Um, so I have seen a couple where they at least they've said it was, whether it's improving it is or not, I don't know. But, yeah, usually it's a little longer process than, than one or two weeks. Talking with George Bari, Dr. George Bari, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews and heading up Bari Orthopedics. So uh, our Rick Ballou reported earlier that surgery has happened for Cam Robinson with a torn meniscus, not in the same knee that he had an ACL tear going back to 2018, uh, but just kind of detail. And there there was also an MCL injury, uh, but detail a little bit about what you might expect uh, recovery time and, and, and the type of procedure that you might have on a meniscus. Yeah, so a couple of things. With a meniscus tear, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, NFL players and, and also a bunch of NBA players who know they have a meniscus tear. They play, they finish the season, and they get the surgery done after the season. That is very possible. There is a risk of making the tear worse if you do play on it, but there's a lot of players who do do it. The, 
Now, if the meniscus causes instability or locking of the knee or giving out or swelling and pain, you obviously cannot play and you cannot wait. So his must have been something in that nature where it was causing severe pain and locking up his knee, so he had to have surgery. Then the two options are, is there a meniscectomy, which means they remove the piece that's torn, or do they do a meniscus repair? 30% of the meniscus has a blood supply. The other 70% does not. So if it's in the 30%, you fix it. Now you're looking at a six-month recovery. If it's in the portion that doesn't have a blood supply, so we can't fix that. You could put a million stitches in it, and it won't heal because, like I tell patients, as surgeons, we don't heal your body. We put your body together, and your body heals itself. So I can put a 1,000 stitches in the area that doesn't have heat blood supply, and it won't heal. So that part you have to take out, and that's more of like a two- to three-month process. So for what it's worth, Doc, when I was informed, which – as as these two gentlemen uh, seated next to me know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, they hadn't actually told Cam Robinson yet, so they wanted to wait. Totally respect that. Um, but initially, from the reports I was given, and perhaps this individual was, uh, you know, used the wrong terminology, but he said, because he at that point was telling me it was an MCL, that it had come off the bone. So is that an MCL or is that a meniscus that comes off the bone? Because he informed me at that point that that was the situation. It would be season-ending, but the ACL was still intact. So I'm curious, what is the difference between the MCL and meniscus? Does the meniscus actually come off the bone? Yeah, so the meniscus attaches to your capsule, and the, the, the MCL attaches from uh, the femur to the tibia, and those attach to the bone. If I heard the term come off the bone, I would tend to think MCL over meniscus. Okay. Uh, so that, that's a good question. Now, he may have a meniscus and an MCL injury. We know that those two happen with ACLs, right, with the valgus force. So you do get an MCL meniscus. Remember, the medial meniscus also is, is a big stabilizer in the knee. So it also tears a lot when the knee becomes unstable or unstable position. He may have an MCL tear with the meniscus tear. A lot of times we don't fix the MCL if it's a grade two. Sometimes it would heal on it. It would most likely heal on its own. So he could have a both where he has like a bad grade two MCL and a meniscus tear, they're going to let the meniscus heal, or the MCL heal, and just do the meniscus. I think you said he's in surgery, or surgery was done. It would be yes. interesting to see what comes out of it and what they did to get, get a better idea of what happened. Hey, George, I think everybody's forgetting that you know, your starting quarterback has turf toe right now, or whatever you want to call it. He's playing with that right now. Um, yeah. Did he practice this week? I mean, he you know? was limited in practice yesterday. He had that soft cast on again, Doc. Such so, a that's, short. so that's three straight weeks now where he's literally not done anything. And he, but he yeah. goes out on Sunday and he looks like normal, like nothing's wrong. Is he just getting right. shot up? What's what's how how are they working that? Well, have we confirmed his turf toe? Or we're still we're still assuming. Have they said have anything? Not con- they haven't no. said his turf toe. Yeah. I did ask yeah. him. I did well, ask him uh, for what it's worth, Gio. I asked him about the uh, what's the the thing that we said. The as I as people on Twitter joke, it looks like his foot's listening to an iPod because it's got iPod, the headphones yeah. in. Yeah, I asked him about it. He did confirm to me when I asked him yesterday. He's been using that since September on other parts of his foot, but now he's just focusing huh. on that big toe area. Interesting. It could be a tens unit if I had to guess. Just yeah, that's what it vibrations is. That, yeah, that helps with the pain. You know, if he's not playing during practice and playing the game, it does. It would have me a little worried only because he's obviously not good enough to play during the week and they're trying to rest him so he could play in the game. That, would, to me, would be a little worrisome if we are able, hopefully, to make a playoff run, how, it's gonna ha- how his toe is going to react the next three weeks. And, yes, is it possible? It is possible he can be getting lidocaine injections to numb it up so he can just go out there and it doesn't hurt as much. Because I guarantee that by the end of the games that he's playing, the fact that he's not practicing, by the end of the game on Sunday, 
he, he's not feeling too good. And now that we ha- they have a short week and they're playing tomorrow, it's going to be interesting to see how he does running-wise, if he starts limping or not. Yeah, against a pretty good defensive front, too. Uh, and is, on cold turf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking it's going to be cold uh, up there on field turf. All right, uh, Gio, that's good stuff, man. Uh, listen, um, I know what the uh, young Bari would like uh, for Christmas. He, he, he wants a dub. He wants a dub. He wrote him. a letter to Santa Claus and it yeah. said, "Please let the Jaguars make the playoffs." Yeah, really? There you go. I love there you go. That. Did you hear? Did you hear in the press? That's conference? a lot to ask for, by the way. Well, okay. did you hear in the press conference? Uh, Will Brown, who I believe he's now with the Jacksonville Business yeah, the Journal. Yeah, yeah, now he was with the record. Now he's with the Business Journal. His son wrote a question that they read for Trevor, and it was mm-hmm. that all the kid wanted for Christmas mm-hmm. was for Trevor to play good. Yeah, yeah. that's all there he wants, go. and for go. Trevor to be healthy. Simple. Can Santa do that for us, Gio? Hey, Santa can do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. mean, Gio's good, but Santa can do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, we appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. Uh, you and the family, uh, Mrs. Dr. Barry and everybody else, uh, have a uh, wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas and, and, and all of that. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas, Merry Gio. Christmas, Joy, Merry everybody. Christmas, Gio. That's it, awesome. It's really on Walker Little if Trevor stays healthy or not. Uh, very. And Juwan. Yeah, incumbent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's the blind side. He's, but, you know, the other thing I is. I feel good about incumbent. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Well, that's. I that's, think he's going to play well, man. I yeah. do. The anticipation is is that you had a three-player proposition this year, meaning one guy could unseat the other, right? And then you would basically say goodbye earlier than later to Jawan. Now you, now you still have him I, as the starter. You're probably still going to say goodbye to him. This is valuable seat time for Walker, oh, even though yeah. it's the other side. Valuable seat time. I, I feel. I, I have concern about about Jawan. Not not for his ability to protect, but it the hamstring. Mm-hmm. Like if that thing gets further aggravated. And by the way, that's what he went through in training camp too. That's, that's okay. not going to be good, man. That's what he went through in training camp. So our our guy John Shipley from SI Jaguar Report, who I also want to give a shout out to as the first reporter. No offense to the other fabulous reporters in town, but mm-hmm. the first reporter to report the Philly finest Philly cheesesteak story. Oh, yeah, story, yeah which is a guys, great story. You guys haven't heard that. We'll yeah. get into that here in just a little bit. But he went through, watched the All-22, which we can't post videos of anymore because the Shield. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, he, he went through on Twitter and kind of broke down Walker Little's performance. And he noted, so I'm going to read some of his notes because I think mm-hmm. it's awesome and it kind of lends to what Matt was saying. On the 30-yard Agnew run when he hit the edge and just you know took it down oh, to yeah. the five-yard line, yeah. that was Walker Little actually in. And if you watch the sounds of the game, you see Walker Little in for Jawan Taylor at that point. It was him and Luke Fortner, and obviously they were moving. A lot of Demarcus Lawrence versus Walker Little when he was at right tackle, and Lawrence only beat him once. Mm-hmm. He also went on to say that a lot of nice second-level blocking to spring some nice chunk gains for ETN. Parsons beat Walker Little with an inside move on Zay's third touchdown. And then another one on the next drive, and it was when he was on the island versus him at left tackle. So the struggles for Walker Little last week were at left tackle, but it was going against Micah Parsons. Yeah, we're talking about going up against one of the premier guys right now in the, in the game. Maybe the premier guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you have to hope, if you're a Jaguar fan, that this guy has quick feet, he's studied the game, he's developed. Uh, and the one thing that at least a little bit of a book on him is that he wasn't as much of a – solid run blocker as they'd like him to be. I remember Coach Campbell and I talking about that on our podcast. And, and as much as the opportunity presents itself, you got to take advantage of it. Oh, that's that's what, hopefully what he's going to do. That's what people in the building told me yeah. all through August was they needed to get the, uh, the Stanford wine connoisseur man mm-hmm. out of Walker. They needed to – Maybe get him a little Midwest, you know. He's from Texas. Yeah, He's from him, Houston. Give him some yeah, of that. That nasty. That nasty. That's what he needed. Uh, so, John charted 
Walker Little is allowing just three pressures on Sunday against the Cowboys, one against Demarcus Lawrence and then two against Micah Parsons. He got a chip help on a couple of plays from the tight end, but otherwise he was mostly on an island. And, you know, I mean, listen, he had to play two positions on Mm -hmm. Sunday. I would think the ability to at least focus in on one position this week would help his performance. Uh, And it is pointed out on the text line, and and, and it's fair to say it, uh, the inside move that Parsons beat Little on is the same one where Parsons fell onto Camp's knee. And and unfortunately, that's what happened. And you're talking about a small space and a lot of big 300-pound-plus bodies just get knocked around or flying around. And it's a hell of a thing, but that's what uh, that's what went down. All right, here's what's going down today. Early signing period. We've got our high school half hour with I-9 Sports coming up, uh, including one of our young stars that he hopes to be a star in the SEC and then some uh, as he goes throughout his career. Uh, Grayson Howard, we'll hear from him coming up. Former, He is a former Jackson star. He is. He graduated yeah. 4.2 GPA. Yeah, and-, yeah. and so you, you were able to sit down with him and, and have the conversation. Uh, we will have that along with Justin Barney. Uh, Hacker After Dark will have a ton of high school coverage wrapping up the early signing day, including interviews from a lot of the guys right here on the First Coast. So certainly we will keep has, it going. He has Trayon Webb. He yeah. has Jaden Robinson. He has Jakeem Jackson and Jordan Castell. Yeah. All so, on Hacker tonight, tonight. Yeah, which will be awesome. So you'll have plenty of recruiting talk throughout the day, but we'll keep it rolling in the 2 o'clock hour at Sexel Primetime. Thanks to the Golf Club of Southampton. Don't forget, 287-PLAY. That is their number. And you're talking about a great group of people that always want to make sure that that golf course is representative of what they are. That's a family's success, and they want you to enjoy it every time you are out there. Make sure you play a little golf at the Golf Club of Southampton. is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. I know we want to get back into early signing day, Josie, mm-hmm. Matt Hayes, J.J. LaSelva, but the Jaguars have gotten on Santa Slay and headed up to New York City. And, you know, Doug, Doug Peterson has his very strict you-need-to-wear-a-suit-when-we-travel policy. He has allowed for Christmas sweaters our ugly Christmas sweaters that we were talking about under That, that goes suits. great with ice cream. That's beautiful. Take a wild guess which player, of course, is rocking the sweater under his suit. Dewey. Close. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen video of Dewey Josh yet. Allen. There's a chance. Who's, nope. who's the most stylish? Our guy, Logan Cook. Okay. All right, cool. That's cool. The punter can get away with that type of stuff. Uh, left-footed, right-footed, doesn't matter. Uh, if you can do it, do it. Uh, I thought Doug may just say, forget about the uh, sport coat or jacket. Let's just go straight sweater. You know, especially with the temps. I, I honestly, if uh, if I was on the team plane as opposed to flying commercial later today, because mm-hmm. obviously we have to get the show done, mm-hmm. um, I I was debating asking him if I could wear the elf costume, mm-hmm. if nothing else, so I could videotape it and bring it to, to you wonderful listeners yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has not come to pass. I will not be wearing it at the stadium tomorrow because my mom would probably have a heart attack. Um, so so yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna keep it professional because mm-hmm. as Tyson Campbell told me yesterday, they're they're just trying to go one and zero. Yeah. They're just trying to beat the Jets one this game is, at a time. Uh, no need one. to panic. Don't be like yeah. Matt and I were just listening to CBS Sports' is Adam Shine, Shine mm-hmm. on Sports. Mm-hmm. He's out here screaming in the TV saying the Jags aren't going to lose another game. They're going to win these next three easily. He might Not- be trying to channel that uh, to fire up the Jets. That's probably Yeah, what I was doing. thinking that too. I was yeah, thinking more than that. With else. his Syracuse and New York Yankees yeah, logos exactly. in the background. And I like Shine, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, I, I think it's it's a business-like business – trip approach well, from this team one game at a time no let's make this the 10 10 take uh, real quick jj because it definitely applies as far as you know what the, the mindset needs to be 
Now, Joe C's 1010 tape. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit masters since 68. You know, I always like to pair up whatever the theme of the take is with Sonny's because Sonny's, you know, they're there for you when it comes to lunch, dinner, tailgate, whatever it is, and they're smoking it, and they're making sure that it's ready to go. And sometimes it is a business trip. You come in there, you're in a hurry, okay? It's your lunch hour. You only got so much to do. Well, they want to make sure everything's ready for you, and they make sure it's right for you. So you can check out Sonny's all over the First Coast and definitely think about them when you're tailgating as well. And so you think of the business trip, and there's no question about it. You have to go up there with the mindset that you are going. It's all about business, and you want to walk out a winner. Well, the beautiful thing about what has what has happened, what has translated from the Doug Peterson to this point Jaguar run is that that man has experience in these moments. He has coached in a division that was tough. It was tough to wrestle it away from somebody else, and the Philadelphia Eagles ultimately walked out Super Bowl champions with him as their head coach. So he knows what December feels like when there's playoff talk all around, and he also understands that on a short work week, you're going to go up there and you need to be having your mind on those moments and those moments only. Don't start thinking, hey, we got this one. It's just the Jets. It's just Zach Wilson. He barely got his job back. You need to make sure that you get it right. Or whatever you've done the last couple of weeks is going to be all for naught. As I posed the question to you all earlier, when is the last time this team was on a three-game win streak? Go get it done. That is the 10 take. And honestly, Matt, that's how important it is that Doug instills that whole notion of this better be your only focus and nothing else. Did they win three in a row in 2017? Yes, they did. Yeah, Twice. It's, it's, it's been a minute. That's the last time. Yeah, I, mean, the last they, time I mean, they definitely okay. obviously got on a roll that year when they were able to make it uh, to the postseason. But since then, and they even started out three and one the next year, but they have one loss, in that, and then they obviously rattled off loss after loss after loss after that. So you have to go all the way back. A half a decade. More now. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens game started it. They started to feel it. You know, and I, I think this game kind of put it over the top, this past game. Because and you're, you're talking about beating a couple legit playoff teams mm-hmm. that could, could, if healthy, make long runs in the playoff. Yeah. So I think they know their potential as far as they've got guys that can make plays, that can score points, mm-hmm. that can get stops when you need them. Now it's just a matter of how do you prepare? How are they preparing right now? Are they preparing to be successful on Sundays? If they're consistent like that in the way they prepare, they go out there, and they're no longer this team that's up and down. They're no longer this immature team. They're just going to go out there and play their game. And that's, as a coach, that's when you know you got them. Mm-hmm. You know you got them when they, all they know is, look, let's just do what we're supposed to do. Then we'll go out there Sunday, and it'll all work out. Yep. That's how it works. All right. Now, let's cover just quickly an FSU blip, a Florida blip, a Miami blip on who they have right now, and then we'll get ready for our signing day feature. Uh, Mia's sit down with Grayson Howard, but let's do this first. Coverage of college football's early signing period on 1010XL is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Harrell & Harrell. Things are moving fast, as you all know, and if you're out there in Radio Land, 1010XL Land, you Nooners, you're, you're probably keeping an eye on your school if you are a recruit, Nick. So let us know if you hear anything, but right now, the Florida Gators are trying to sew up that class. They're still waiting on Jaden Rosada from California. A five-star quarterback will keep you up to date with that if it does drop. But the Orlando Sentinels reporting now that Ohio State linebacker Taraja Mitchell is headed to Florida out of the transfer portal. Mitchell, a former five-star prospect, 
Tell me if you've heard that before, one of them heading to Florida. Uh, and they are hoping to be able to confirm that. Uh, Eugene Wilson, uh, number five player in the Gators class, number 112 player in the nation, signing his NIL. He is a four-star wide receiver, top-tier athlete, and they compare him to Kadarius Toney. So we'll find out if he can ultimately be that. They have brought a lot of players in, but they're still waiting to see if they can get that Rashada signing. So – there were two. There were two defensive ends. One's more of like an edge guy mm-hmm. um, from Montgomery in Alabama. Um, yeah. James Smith and Quad Yeah. Both five-star guys. Both had Florida in their final three or four. Alabama got both of them. Mm-hmm. So that means Alabama now has seven five-stars. So it's nuts. So they're one away from the Texas A&M, you know, gold standard. The all-time class. That Nick complained about and said that they bought every player. Yeah, the all-time class. By the way, Alabama, uh, already even before those potential commitments, mm. number one ranking in the yeah. class. And they're walking away with it right now for the here and now. Florida State, out of Tennessee, a three-star quarterback. They have four stars that are wide receivers, defensive ends. Uh, Lamont Boots Green, a defensive end. Defensive lineman Keith Sampson out of North Carolina. they got a bunch in state, like Sam Singleton from right here on the First Coast, a running back who is a four-star. Uh, K.J. Kirkland, a defensive back. Wide receiver Goldie Lawrence from South Florida. All those real important. If you look at the way that Mike Norvell has stacked up this class, right now they're just right outside the top 10, but they are also in the transfer portal rankings number two right now. Well, J.J. and I were talking before we started the show as far as a certain former Florida State commitment that Mm -hmm. went to a certain Jackson State one year ago today. Mm -hmm. Could he possibly be in the conversation as another transfer portal target of one Mike Norvell. Yeah, he might because you can turn right around and recruit him again. What what did we miss out on? What didn't we do? Because Travis Hunter has left Jackson State as Dion went up to Colorado and not saying he won't follow him, but for the here and now, what was the tweet earlier, Matt? He basically just uh, – Who wants an early Christmas right. Who wants an early Christmas present? And so it was just classic. And uh, for Florida State, a five-star Hakeem Williams – uh, one of their wide receivers. He has, just signed it within the hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. five star, the one five star in the cl- in the Florida State yeah. class of twenty twenty. All I know is Mike Novell signed two guys named Boots and Goldie. Yeah, that's, you gotta love it. I mean, uh, come on. I'm always, Florida State is back, baby. Tomorrow, I mean, I mean, come you on, know what? It, love it. Love it. Yeah, it'll either be tomorrow or we'll wait to the traditional February. But I always have my all name team, and they may make it. They may make it. I we'll mean, Goldie out. has to, right? Yeah, probably. But I always like to keep an eye out. Boots is kind of you know. I love. I love Boots. You know Boots from St. Augustine. Yeah, so Boots yeah. is kind of like well, I like Puss in Boots. Bo- from Bo- Shrek. Boots Farley's the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And Puss in Boots, unique. legendary. For what it's worth, Florida State, Georgia, Miami, all have the same number of five stars. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough to be a five star man for for all this. You know, to the, to to all the Florida Gator fans out there that are panicking and saying, "Ah, right. oh, we need five stars." It's hard to even earn a five-star ranking as a player, let alone get multiple of yeah. those guys to come to your institution. Or right now for Alabama, Matt mentioned two more as possibles. Georgia, just with the, the one, as, as we talk about this, Miami with three, we'll see how it ultimately you know, all plays out. If because, Cormani leaves, it'll be two. Yeah. But it looks like for sure they're going to get the two offensive linemen. One's already signed his right. NLI. Okay, that's what I ones? said when I said the one. That's who I was referring yeah, exactly. to. Exactly. Any other ones, JJ, you want to pop? Uh, uh, well, she's talking about Sampson, who is yeah. uh, Pancake. Pancake Concho. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Francis Maugua uh-huh. from Bradenton. He's IMG Academy guy. He's um, supposed to sign with Miami. Cormani McLean is the one that's. 
You're not sure, and right now it looks like he probably won't. Who knows, though? Yeah, there's um, a... Four stars, Reuben Bain signed. He's a defensive end, edge rusher. Jaden Wayne, 6'5", defensive end, edge rusher. These are all four-star guys. Malik Bryant from Jones High School, a linebacker. Uh, another IMG guy, a tight end, Riley Williams. Robert Stafford from Melbourne. Nathan Fo- uh, Joseph from Miami. Um, a lot of four-star guys for the Canes. And right a lot now. of guys from South Florida, I think. Yes. Which is for you, JJ. Palmetto, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Right. For you, JJ, as a Canes fan, Dillard. like how how important is that? Like, I don't think it, it can. Is, I don't think it can they, be said enough. They always get guys from Miami, though. It, it's like, oh, are they getting they? the top? Yeah. It's like, are they getting the, the top ones. tier ones? That's yeah. the question. And like, like you said earlier, Ohio State goes down and gets exactly. guys and. Alabama gets guys, so like they've always and recruited people yeah. from South Florida, but not the top tier kids from yeah, South. Yeah, because right Florida. now, and again, we'll see if it holds up. But thirteen four stars on top of, we'll find out how the five stars fall. Texas is also worth noting. Arch. They have they have four five stars right now, and that's right there paired up with Alabama. Of course, that could change, as we said. But four for the Longhorns, and then LSU with Brian Kelly, the Southerner has 18 four-stars, which is huge uh, for what he's been able to do in the amount of time he's been down there. So Arch Manning has, in fact, signed his letter of intent, folks, too. So anyone who thought that yeah, that so might be the big quarterback flip of 2023, 2022, nah, he, he is going to Austin. Yeah. By the way, and Desmond Ricks, the kid from IMG, the corner, mm-hmm. top 25 player, he's down to LSU and Alabama right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and who isn't down could to? could be another Alabama five. Yeah, who isn't down to fill in the blank and Alabama? Right. I mean, right. Really, if you're, if you're a stud. It's nuts. All right, so we'll keep how, it. By the way, how upset most of those Alabama boosters have been after that, after that basically dressing down by Saban right. last year? I think Nick called me out. I think Which, he said way, I'm not giving him enough By the way, money. the best thing was is it was Nick dressing down his own people, not necessarily yeah. Jimbo, yeah. but it was taken as Jimbo. He always uses, as, as we've said quite often, he'll go through the media and he'll, he'll just absolutely railroad them on something and rail on them. And then he's speaking to somebody else, speaking Coach, to his players. We don't want you to leave, Coach. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll keep an eye on all of them. We've got the conversation with one of our own right here in the city of Jacksonville coming up next uh, with our I nine Sports High School half hour. The high school half hour brought to you by I nine Sports. The way youth sports should be. Log on i9sports.com. High school football season may be over. We're going to look ahead to basketball, I'm sure, in the coming weeks ahead. But a very special edition of our Wednesday I-9 High School Sports Half Hour because it is indeed early signing day. One of our early signees here from the First Coast, actually already up in South Carolina, Grayson Howard, the four-star linebacker out of Andrew Jackson High School. I know Matt and Joe, you got the opportunity to meet him when he came in studio and did an interview with us earlier this year. He's been popping in as well as a Duval School student athlete on the Frangie Show. Just a sharp cat. Sharp cat, sharp cat. Um, We're very proud to call him one of Duval's own. We're very excited that because he is an early enrollee at the University of South Carolina, um, not only did he go up on Monday to begin practices and he'll start classes on January 9th, but, of course, Shane Beamer, who will join, hopefully, XL Primetime in the next two weeks mm-hmm. ahead of it. Just to come right back He'll down. be coming back for the Gator Bowl next week. So, um, without further ado, though, because Grayson had to leave for South Carolina Monday, he actually did his signing day on Saturday, boys. Um, so, I was excited to join him and catch up with him before he headed up to begin his college career. Coverage of college football's early signing period on 1010XL is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Harold & Harold. 
pleased to be joined by South Carolina outside linebacker Grayson Pup Howard. What does it feel like when I say those words, Grayson? It feels it feels amazing. I'm just know that you know this process, um, all the work is paid off. I mean, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here, here with my teammates, family, coaches, all that good stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just ready to get to work. For you, I know so many people, when you committed over the summer, they were like, oh, well, he's going to flip to Florida. He's going to flip to Florida State. And I, I looked at them and I said, this kid is as loyal as they come. What have the last four or five months been like for you sticking through this commitment? I mean, it's great. It's great to show everyone how recruitment should be done. I mean, when you find a school, you stay locked in. Um, it's just like a family. Um, all that good stuff. You know, I don't, I don't you know, I, I wanted to get away, um, you know, have a find a new culture, a new atmosphere, you know, be able to grow in that new atmosphere. So, I mean, South Carolina was the right place for me, and I stuck by them, they stuck by me, and in this process over the couple months, has been absolutely great. And also pretty much, helped, it also very much helped, I'm sure, the uh, upset wins over Tennessee and, uh, and Clemson. Uh, emotions for you towards the stretch run of the season, knowing not only was South Carolina going in the right direction, but also the fact that now they get to come here to Jacksonville to play. I mean, it's that's how I know it's actually meant to be. I'm um, coming to Jacksonville be able to play. Um, I'll be at the game, all that good stuff. Um, those two wins are show how Carolina football should be played. I mean, they, they set the standard of what we should do on Saturdays. So, I mean, just coming in and, and following the standard and just make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, a lot of work to do. We've got to continue that. Um, so, I, I'm really excited for that. For you, emotions today. You've been a part of signing days at Andrew Jackson before, but for it to be yours, a standalone on a Saturday, to also know, you know, this is Coach Foy's last few weeks here at his alma mater. When you woke up this morning, what were the emotions for you? I mean, I was happy. Uh, not too much emotions going into it because I know, you know, this is this is only the start. So much more work to do. So I woke up humble, woke up, thank God, and, you know, blessed to be in this be in this position. So, I mean, uh, I'm happy that, you know, I was able to celebrate it with, with everybody that, you know, supported me and all the good stuff. And, and then I'll be getting to work on Monday. Yeah, walk us through the next few weeks for you. Coach Bubba was telling me it's kind of going to be a whirlwind. Yeah, so um, on Monday I'll be uh, moving in and all that good stuff. Um, so, you know, just, just taking a couple weeks to, to get into the program and, you know, adjust because, you know, I, I, I wrote my goals down. I have a lot of big things to accomplish, so no time to waste. So, you know, just, just being up there in uh, Columbia and then coming down for the, uh, for the bowl game um, is, is going to be awesome. And then uh, getting back up there, you know, I have the All-American game and then getting back up there when my classes start in January. So it's going to be a little, a little traveling, but, you know, I, I work for it. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad God put me in this position. Will you be sleeping in your own bed for Gator Bowl preparations? Or did you tell everybody you're going back home for a couple days? Yeah, so I'm not sure yet. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it would, they have us in the team hotel. You know, I'd be in the team hotel. Um, I'm not sure how traveling works yet. But, um, you know, if they put me in the team hotel, I'll be in the team hotel. If, was, if they say I'm, I'm home, then I'll be at home. So uh, just being in Jacksonville is a blessing. We know this is only the beginning, Grayson. But my last question, what do you hope? So what sort of legacy you've left here at Andrew Jackson? You know, um, just being in the same conversation as uh, past grades like Leon Washington, I mean, his helmet was on my signing day table just to show, you know, how much I appreciate him and how much I appreciate what he's done here. Um, just have my name um, associated with the school. Whenever anybody brings up Jackson, it's like home of Grayson Howard. Um, just just having that known is, is a blessing. I mean, I, I left people here that, that has been so important to me. So, you know, just just making sure that, you know, I left I left the school better than I found it. You know, I was three and seven. We was three and seven when I my freshman year um and you know coming in my senior year beating some of our, our great rivalries and running the district championship I mean just you know just having a, a, a great impression on the school is, is what I hope for and I'm glad that I was able to accomplish
Thank you for making Duval a better place, Grayson. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I like just the, the the way he carries himself. And, and most of these guys, they are much more aware as they come up and understand football can be that door-opening opportunity for so many more things to come. And he has a good feel for that. And I tell you what, what he said about Jackson, and for that matter, Chris Foy, his coach, they have they have kicked open a door as far as winning again at Jackson, which is nice to see. It really is. Their signing day is always one of my favorites because you know Coach Foy has mm-hmm. all the current players stand up. They do the the Andrew Jackson Tiger Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he has individual speeches and stuff. But obviously mm-hmm. Grayson, as he built this program when he went back to his alma mater three years ago, like this. This is the kid that he said, this is who I'm building the program yeah. around. And so you could tell it was, it was, it was one of the coolest signing days I've been a part of on Saturday. I was honored that, you know, they invited me and mm-hmm. Grayson reached out um, and happy to have played a small role in his story and his journey. But, you know, you could just tell, I mean, from the principal speaking to the athletic directors, to oh, his yeah, coaches, yeah. like th- this kid had such an impact on that entire school community, especially as Andrew Jackson is, you know, from where it was 10, 15, maybe 30, you know, 10, 15 years ago, or maybe it was in a little bit of a downturn, as it has rose, risen again, I mean, he has been such a foundational member. Of yeah, that. It's great to see. These are good stories, that's for sure. The I-9 Sports High School half hour. Don't forget, they are looking for referees, officials. If you want to help out, you course get compensated but you can be part of the game all you have to do is email jacksonville at i9sports.com you make the call help keep the game going it's all part of i9 sports all across duval st john's and clay we're talking flag football basketball soccer and t-ball that just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars so our old friend gardner Minshew is seen on the practice field taking reps as the quarterback one so no sign of jalen hurts obviously out with a shoulder injury so the closer we get to the weekend it looks like gardner Minshew might actually start and some other quarterback news as well. The NFL Network, to no one's surprise, uh, confirming that Trevor Lawrence will start on Thursday Night Football yes. in New York. I know you're all shocked by that. Uh, the, toe, the toe sprain, the infamous toe sprain. Uh, Colt McCoy also out for the Arizona Cardinals with a concussion. So Trace McSorley will start in that game. And, of course, in case you missed it, Matt Ryan has been benched again by the Indianapolis Colts. And Nick Foles will start under center for Indianapolis on Monday Night Football. The High School Half Hour, brought to you by I-9 Sports, the way youth sports should be. Log on I-9sports.com. They are looking for referees, Dougie, and everybody with I-9 Sports. They're trying to make sure kids have a great place to experience sports on the turf, on the court, ages 3 to 17, in basically all of the First Coast. Duval, St. John's, and Clay, if you want to be a referee or an official, just go ahead and email Jacksonville at i9sports.com and they will hook you up and you can keep the game going. Now, Yellow. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. On this early signing day, who better to talk to than our guy, News for Jacks, high school sports guru, Justin Barney, Jay Barn. Do you like early signing day? Do you kind of miss the more traditional everybody signs in February vibes? Or does this help your workflow out a little bit? I'm traditionalist. I love that February signing day. Just felt natural, felt like it wasn't rushed. But then again, you had early enrollees who didn't get to to take part in the signing and missed out. So it does have its its pluses as well. So it gives those early enrollee guys a chance to to sign alongside their friends and obviously helps uh, coaches and, and colleges 
a little bit more in their budgeting of scholarships and stuff. So but I'm, I'm more traditional. I keep it in February. That's where I, uh, that's where I like it. I liked it too, because it was its own season. And now look at what we're doing, man. We're bowls. Uh, we're college football playoff. We're playoffs in the NFL. Anyway, it kind of loses its spot a little bit, I feel, but Hey, this is a big time program and strong <laughs> the recruiting world a little bit. All right. So, What's what's been your takeaway first half of this early signing period, particularly right here on the first coast? You know, not a not a lot of surprises. I think the the biggest surprise uh, to me early on, you know, we don't have a lot of those signing day flips like we used to to see back in the day, where guys would have five hats on the table and then pull out a bulldog puppy from a backpack and sign <laughs> with Georgia. No, nothing nothing like that is as much as we used to see it. But I thought one of the, the bigger signing news today from our area, Marcus Strong, Union County defensive lineman, uh, signed with Oklahoma today. A little bit of a, a surprise mm-hmm. there. I saw Andrew Thomas, coach at Union County, right before the state semifinals, said Oklahoma really liked him and was still waiting for some things to shake out. So not a, not a lot of guys you see in this area, particularly signed with Oklahoma, A, and B, do it on signing day. Announced that that big news on signing day when he had not been committed before. So a lot of these signings are already signed and sealed way before the guys sign on the dotted line. So that was a little bit of a surprise today. And also the renaissance of Florida and Florida State in the area. Nice to see Florida State grab two local guys today. Um, first time that the Seminoles have signed two local guys in sign in this signing class since 2014 when they signed Kane Dobb and Trey Marshall. So uh, Sam Singleton heading out there and Kenton Kirkland from Reigns heading to Tallahassee for Mike Norvell's signing class. Don't worry about your dogs, man. We've all I, been there. The Barney Bullet Hound is there, on man. something right now. The Beagle is on a trail. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's happy for an Amazon package. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man, you've been around these cats for like more than two decades. So over the last 18 months, do you feel like these guys are starting to recognize their value right now, the high school players? Absolutely. I think they, they recognized it before with, you know, advisors and family and, and everything telling them they should get a piece of the puzzle. And, you know, I do I do these surveys every year before the high school season starts. I always ask players, you know, do you, do you think a college scholarship is enough? And I've been doing doing these surveys for a little, probably 10 years, a little bit longer. And it's just so interesting that those questions you asked back 10 years ago, overwhelmingly the players said, no, college scholarship is absolutely enough. We don't deserve more. I mean, probably 90, 85, 90% of players said that. And then in the last five years, you've seen that seismic shift where players say, hey, we, we deserve something too more than a college scholarship. And now it's overwhelmingly to that other side um, where they, they know things. They, they hear things. They have people telling them what they're worth on three. It has a NIL uh, valuation calculator now. We're showing how much these players are worth. So um, I think uh, that that mindset is totally flipped. NIO is, is becoming such a big part of, of, of high school recruiting, college recruiting. And uh, those kids know now. They're, they, they go into high school knowing what they could be worth. And um, I think we're only going to see that get wor- worse over the years. You know, a lot of states have already legalized NIL deals for, you know, permitted those for high school students. Has not happened in Florida. FHSA has been sued earlier this year to make that happen. So I do think as NIL slowly uh, it comes across the country, Florida will get wrapped up in that somehow, and then you'll really see uh, the wild west of, uh, of recruiting and valuations. Really, that, earlier this year was not as, uh, as big of a topic. I remember talking to Jordan Hall about it. Uh, he's set to commit tomorrow. You know, and Jordan said, no, I don't think high school kids should get money. We play it for the love of the game. And um, so I, I think you still have that, 
that uh, that working for you. A lot of these kids still have been, you know, have been coached and groomed in, in, in that mindset of high school is still that last bastion of, uh, of purity. And uh, but I do think with the next wave of kids, you'll you'll see that totally shift and uh, bring on the NIL wild wolf. Great segue, Jay Barn. Justin Barney joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. You can find him on Twitter at Justin Barney TV. Where do you think Mr. Hall and his standalone signing day ceremony tomorrow will lean? Obviously, he's got quite a few offers, and I, I don't think he's really tipped his cap, even if the 247 crystal ball is telling us one way or the other. Yeah, I think uh, it, it's been a Georgia lean. I know Kirby Smart came down and saw him during a game this year, brought the chopper in, so that's always a, a boss move. And I know Alabama's in the mix, LSU's in the mix, Florida's in the mix, but I think Georgia's that heavy lean right now, that favorite. Uh, that's tomorrow afternoon at 2.30. So he's uh, holding it off. This is a, a 72-hour window for players to, to get their signing done. So he's going right in the middle of that window. And I think uh, I think Georgia will be the ultimate call for, for Jordan. Yeah, I, I agree. And we just take a look at the way things have uh, have swung in Alabama's direction. And, and Kirby is looking around going, you know what, let me just go ahead and get one extra day of news. And maybe that's why they decided – to push it back a little bit. All right, Jay, before we say goodbye, is there anything else we need to be having our eyes on as the rest of this afternoon unfolds? Not, you know, not terribly. It's been a, it's been a pretty, uh, pretty chalk signing day in, in terms of the guys that were committed to the places we, uh, we expect them to go have signed there. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of crazy flips like we've seen in the past. So uh, the big signing day, again, will still be in that February spot. You see a lot of guys, a lot of guys still going to those uh, power five programs. Uh, the FCS schools, so this is kind of the first wave of uh, of recruiting. You're still going to see a lot of activity come that uh, that February Wednesday. All right, Jay Barn, I know uh, high school basketball season going to be heating up over the Christmas holidays, so looking forward to talking about that and a whole lot more with you coming up in the weeks and months to come. We got a lot coming for you. Thanks, for guys, for chatting with me. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Justin. Merry Christmas, yeah, Justin. There he goes, Justin Barney. News for Jacks. You could check out all of his Super rankings over there on newsforjacks.com. And, of course, again, you can find him at Justin Barney TV on Twitter. You know what I think he was happy most about that dog barking is that that package showed up because uh, that's what everyone's trying to make sure is that that package is going to show up. That's for sure. I went out yesterday real quick looking for uh, a TLD item, you know, a little gift for yeah. the lovely Diane to put under the tree. I lost my uh, Fitbit. I don't know how I lost how? it. What do you mean you, you lost it? Like I, while you were I, shopping? I lost it. I don't, and so I get home. Isn't it like, like, it's like it's strapped like a watch. on your yes. wrist, Well, right? remember now, mine had busted off. I gorilla glued one side of it. So I, I had to surgically repair it. Anyway, I lost it. So I get home. I got like 9,100 steps. And I got to get to 10,000. I'm, right. I'm obsessed and possessed. And anyway, had to go out buy a brand new one. She's like, okay, I'll put this under the tree. I'm like, no, I'm putting that on my wrist right now. I'm sick. There's no question about it. It's XL Prime Time. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. They are holed up in Bartram Springs in the SJC, the Frangie Show. Getting ready to roll. Lauren Brooks joins us now. Uh, I'm sure it's cold, but they've got... You know, they can batten down the hatches out there, right? Yeah, and it's really not that bad, Joe. It's like 60 degrees. Well, yeah. That's good. really not that bad. It's just, yes, it's a little windy and a, a little drizzly, so it's not ideal yeah, weather. Is, uh, but This is the hellish winter until the yeah. next two days <laughs> show me, up, yeah. and then it's really <laughs> going to be cold. 
I was gonna say, if people think it's cold now, well, then y'all better buckle up because yeah, I, that uh, that actual winter is finally hitting the northeast. Are you making fun of us? Is that what you're doing right oh, now? Oh yeah, I'm soft. I fully admit it. I like my winter to last all of like three days. Me too. And, you know, I'm I done. Agree. So I, I'm picking up uh, young Hila from the airport. She's coming in for Christmas, all excited. And so anyway, I'm like, you're, you're bringing the cold with you because it's going to be in the 20s. She says in Nashville, one degree is what it's going to be. Uh, two nights from now. So. It, it could be a lot colder somewhere else, that's for sure. That is absolutely true, and I believe it is a lot colder up where the Jaguars will be, where at least they're going to have a lot of precipitation. And so, you know, we have to just hold our breath and hope that the fumbling does not continue. Although I will say, looking at Frank Frangie's Twitter photos that he's posted uh-huh. from uh, already being out and about in the Big Apple, sunny day today in New York. It's giving me hope and optimism. Knock on all <laughs> the wood you can find that my flight this evening will uh, depart on time. I think your flight today should be fine. It's If you were flying tomorrow, that would be, I think, the more challenging part. So what's coming up this afternoon? Well, we are going to continue the excellent job y'all did with National Signing Day coverage throughout the show. And, of course, we are going to get into Jaguars-Jets because we are only a day away, and this is the last Frangie show before the game because they've got the kickoff show tomorrow. All right, Hayes so. and Hacker have the kickoff show tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They will all be ready to rock and roll. Uh, and they'll have our friends from Wingstop powering mm-hmm. not only the show, but also mm-hmm. all the food here at 1010XL. So mm-hmm. uh, so I know the, the good folks uh, over at Wingstop are going to keep our staff fed as they get ready to head into Thursday night football and then head into the holiday weekend. All awesome. Right. Cool. All right, Lauren, have fun. All right, thank you. And, and I would be remiss if I did not say we will be eating coconut shrimp here at Island Wing. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Yeah, you got Le- that right. Legally contractually yeah. obligated. <laughs> exactly. A-OK. Right. See you later. Uh, right, by the Brooks. way, speaking of tomorrow's show, we will be going to 3.30 tomorrow. Oh, okay, so An extra 3:30. 30 minutes for all of our listeners. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that'll go right into the uh, network. It's our Christmas show. gift to you, by the way. Yeah, no exactly. No extra charge. That's right. It's an NC from XLP. That's going to be fun, considering uh, I'll be, I'll be in, on the show, but uh, I will be in New Jersey at my parents' living room. So uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be this going to be a fun time. Can we interview your parents? I was just going to say. I was, you should be able to actually because that. they that both might be the last half hour of the show. They both, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have well, them just do it. well, literally, awesome. may have to do that because I'll uh, let them know there's a hard I'm gonna, break. I'm going to have to get up to uh, MetLife Stadium at some point or another. So uh, that might not be the worst mm-hmm. idea in the world. And I know they're taking off because they will also be in attendance. And for what it's worth, because I know Lauren was asking on Helmets and Heels last night, it was a pretty hot ticket. I know there's a lot of Jags fans that were buying tickets at the Uh, 11th hour. But as much as it's going to be the MetLife monsoon, Mm -hmm. a lot of people trying to get tickets, both Jets and Jags fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right, so Alehouse, Beach, and Hodges tomorrow uh, for XL Primetime. So definitely make plans to come on by. Wear some Jag. Wear some some teal. uh, and, And talk some Jags ball with us, which would be fun. Uh, we will be out there with a register to win. Welcome to Rockville tickets down at Daytona International Speedway, which will be a hot ticket. You win that, then all of a sudden you got a great Christmas gift or for somebody else or for yourself. So make sure you drop on by and say hello to us tomorrow with Bud Light. We are out at the Golf Club of Southampton. We say thanks to them for today. And weather that cold and then get back out on the golf course. Call 287-PLAY and go enjoy some golf. So we'll talk to you up in Jersey tomorrow. Uh, as XL Primetime will be back at noon. Manana, Joe C, MOB, Maddie Hayes, and JJ, along with Big Search, the birthday boy.